What it is that is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 147 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas. Who is here joining us? Uh, Brett Elston. Tyler Wilde. Chris Antista. It'll, it, it just, it'll, it'll never blows my mind how baffled Brett seems to be pointed at. <laughs> well, After never, like 80,000 podcasts. I assume I'm never going uh-huh. first. Is it my turn? Uh, I'm being what? pointed uh, at? Huh? What? Me? Oh, this. Well, because it's not clear like if, uh, if they're... Because sometimes like a Henry will go, and here's Brett Elston. And that's I'm like, true. you just introduced oh, me. True. What am I supposed to do? Mm. But then no, Michael I'm just an, points I'm the asshole like, that uh, makes guests say their own names. No, I do that too. Because it helps people learn your voices. Yeah, here's yeah. the thing. People always confuse our voices. So yeah. this is the way, this, of, this is how to calibrate yeah. your hearing, everybody. So this is Michael, the host of Video Game. No! Everybody. Yes. It, it always baffles me when, when someone I'm introduces Michael me. That's incorrect. Like, uh, if someone does point to you and say, this is Tyler Wilde, all I can think of to do is say, hi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to point out, though, Here. more importantly, I think this is the original T-Dar group. Oh, uh, Reunited oh, yeah. on a rare occasion. And Shane's was, over here? Was, uh, yeah. was Shane, this our original lineup? Shane had to leave f- at 5.30 because he was angry. <laughs> <laughs> For, the, for, for those uh, that listen to this. For the first one? Uh, no, no Colin from Dan Amrick this yeah. time. Oh, yeah, Dan did Skype in yes, from yes. down the hall. <laughs> Couldn't be bothered. Fucking classic Amrick. I remember coming over here to this apartment, into the room I now live in, uh, and like staying up late with you, Chris, with we, a laptop, oh. tra- trying to edit, trying to figure out how to edit How to edit a podcast. A podcast. Yeah. yeah, it was now really look weird. look how far we've come. Look how far we've come. Minimum way. Yeah, about four <laughs> feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I don't do it for a week, I can definitely clear six feet. Oh, okay. That's a really lame joke. But. All right, so uh, it's January, which means there's <laughs> some stuff happening, but not a lot. Um, probably the biggest thing to happen this week. MLK. Well, aside from that, is uh, A Boy and His Blob. <gasps> the, the 2009 Wii game that nobody played is uh, coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Mm-hmm. And it is lovely. Mm-hmm. It's a cute game. It's a very cute game. It's beautifully animated. It was uh, it was by way forward when they were... Yep. Like, back before most of us knew that they were like yeah. a 2D powerhouse when they'd just done, like, Shantae. I and... think before they were discovered. No, because yeah. by then, like, I mean, for me, Contra 4 is what made yeah, me pay but attention. Me too. But, did, like, they do Konami Konami ne- but yeah. did they do Contra 4 bef- uh, before Boy and His yeah. Club? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah but, like... Konami never used them again and never even like brought back no, that franchise. Like, I, that was one of my yeah. favorite games ever. Because I remember Board. somewhere around Radar when this was announced being like, guys, way forward to no, the boys. We blonde. knew who they were, but they were still like the Nathan Fillion of, uh, like, uh, okay, of see, games. Yeah. Mm. They were appreciated by the right people, but not by the people with money, and that's why Majesco got to publish this game and sit yeah. on it for 18 <laughs> years. Well, well, I think uh, smothering Cooking Mama to death. Uh, and so, yeah. so in honor of a boy and his blob mm-hmm. coming back uh, and hopefully finding an audience this time, because I think it was kind of a failure on Wii. Yeah, because it was a third-party game on Wii, and nobody was buying those. everything that didn't have yeah, the word you, "party" uh, in it. It wasn't bundled with a McDonald's hamburger. Yeah, failed you, on uh, Wii. It should have just been a game called Third Party. <laughs> and, uh, ennui is also Henry's name in French. Ah, <laughs> Ennui Gilbert. Gilbert. <laughs> Uh, uh, um, uh, but, oh man! Yeah, uh, I did want to give a shout out to Boy and His Blobs, uh, hilarious ripoff of the NES title screen music. Like it just goes away forever. Uh, Brett Elson, that was the first shout out of 2016 that, oh, uh, that anyone Ooh. that anyone did. Damn, nice ever. 
yeah. in the world. Well, for 2016, yeah. yeah. Man. Uh, but because Buenas Blob is coming back and hopefully finding an audience, we're going to talk about top five blobs. And this is technically a list that I did for Games Radar, like way back in 2008. No. But nobody cares. It's been forever, and it's time to revisit it. As long as none of the entries are me, I'm fine. Uh, well, they're they're mostly me right. and my gut. But uh, now, well, let's let's talk about actual fun video game characters that people care about. Number five. Any guesses? Is that the blob for boy and his blob. <laughs> it's the boy and his blob. Blob. Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of a, a cop out going with this one since it's coming out this week. But unlike most games that are out this week, like this has been out for years. We've had a chance to play it. Yeah, like we, I think we said it last week. No one got, no one who would have wanted this game got to see it because it was, yeah. it was beautiful and delivered in standard definition on a mm-hmm. platform that yeah. I, I don't know, where no have, one would appreciate. I think it. I still have a copy and tried to play it. When it came out and like got like an hour in and it just didn't grab yeah. me as well. Uh, as you I had expected. an assessment on those types of games. I don't know if I want to call you out on in the show. Um, never huh? mind. Um, but way forwards games, they're gorgeous and awesome, and they kind yeah. of overstay their welcome. And it's they're very good at recapturing old genres. Yeah, and and I, I like I don't know if you can recapture what Boy and His Blob meant to all of us, which yeah. was really like. You you were given like eighty jelly beans and like figure it the yeah, fuck figure out. It all out and like yeah. and people talking at school like you give him a ketchup jelly bean and he makes a manhole like apparently yeah. I had no idea who had uh, like punch, so they, punch makes yeah the, manhole. the the original boy and his blob you had a limited number of yeah. jelly beans so yeah. experimentation was sort of discouraged. exactly so you had to hear about what happened yeah yeah and I would have grabbed sounds from it but uh, most of the sounds are just music like this. Running in a sewer, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. This is one of the most impossible to convey video games of all time. Totally. Yeah, it really is. The, the, well, first off, the boy in the original iteration, like his running animation, yeah. it looked like it. it well, it's like the, the creator of Pitfall. Yeah, doing yeah. this, oh, yeah, and yeah. it looked like too. Pitfall Harry running, in that his legs would just like yeah. spread out from and the center fly. in these arching <laughs> patterns. Yeah, he was flying. He wasn't running. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a, a bird that somebody had he was swimming drawn. through the air. Yeah, and uh, then the blob was a total asshole. Yeah, like it wouldn't follow you. So it would it get looks hung like up a, on shit. It looks like a zombie nutsack. Yes, it does. And it follows you around, and you feed the blob jelly beans, and he will transform into things. So, like, uh, man, licorice umbrella, I think. Ketchup makes him reappear if you lose him, like his AI pathfinding screws mm-hmm. up. Uh, cinnamon blowtorch. Uh, this is uh, there's like, like twenty jelly beans. Yeah, there's and a you, lot. You have different quantities of both. You start licorice with... ladder, I think, is the one. Yeah, but like, it's like you one have of the first like, ones you need. Yeah, and you're just like it's it's this weird like almost if you think of like a Prince of Persia out mm. of this world kind of game where like the wrong move will kill you immediately, but you also have to worry about this AI blob <laughs> and a finite number of jelly beans. It, it's like this giant puzzle that you have to kind of work backwards from, uh, and it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, but it, it, no, it's it's downright so, unbeatable without like a guide and it's like so surreal too. It, it's, it's just because it, yeah, it, you'll it, run out of the jelly beans that you need unless you have a guide. I remember it be being fucked. a beautiful experience. And you can it, uh, feed him one of them, and it'll turn into a rocket, and then you can yeah. ride the rocket from the very beginning of the game to Blabonia, <laughs> and go to the last area. And I don't even remember why you have to play the game. Blabonia is, is code for Florida, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that I'm from there. 
And then, then there was a sequel for Game Boy, like Princess Blobonia or oh, something God. like that. How did it get like? How did it get this? Fan- I don't know. This is like, I've been mentioning this recently when I worked. It, very closely in the games industry, it felt like everything was there to serve me, including yeah. rewarding us for caring about this mm-hmm. obscure game with a beautiful you, remake. You want to know what I think? What? I think it's because of Nintendo Power, yeah. which hyped the shit yeah, out of it. Is that what it was? It yeah. probably was. Well, also, just back in the day, the idea of, like, oh, there's a character in a game who is not the same sprite all the time. Did, didn't they, mm. That's neat. Didn't they pimp it as, like, some, like, a kid like you designed this game? No, they, I don't think so. They, dude, there was some story that it was like a submission contest, and this kid won, and they made a game out of it. That's why it's like, it's kind of... Well, I it, remember there was a submission contest, but I think the winner was like, wasn't it like Cliffy B or something? Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Know. I know Wild 9 has that kind of like charity story or something mm. like that for PS1. Mm. But yeah, this one, I mean, as blobs go, uh, he's pretty, like, he is interesting in that, like, it's the old one is like creepy and weird if anything yeah. <laughs> and then the new one though even the Wii one well, he, he's very adorable the new one all the things we're complaining about they simplify it's these yeah. self-contained puzzle levels you yeah. get uh, you get a set uh, variety of jelly beans that you have an unlimited supply of yeah. and it's all things that are alliterative and it's like tangerine trampoline or yeah, blueberry yeah. bowling ball or those are both licorice correct. ladder those are that's yeah. those all check out so um, I can't believe and, I remember and these. It actually shows you in the little selection menu what ah. the blob will become. Nice. Mm. Or no, blueberry is balloon. Now, now, then now that's how he catches up. Now to your you. Nintendo blueberry. Power theory is is making sense to me. It's gelling because I don't remember having the option to do this many things in a game mm. anytime you wanted. Yeah. And that they had to tell you like, hey, guess what? If you do this. This is going to happen. Man, you're going to love this game. Yeah. Turn into a portable uh, hole and you can residuals. fall into the sewer. Apples yeah. would turn him into... <gasps> a doctor. A jack. A j- oh, that's right. Apple jack. <laughs> a little yeah, card it's, it's all very punny. It was one of the only clever things in the game. <laughs> but then we have the modern day version, which has, of all things, a hug button. Yes! <laughs> It sounds Whoa. like that. That's that? yeah, the sound does. the boy makes. Yeah, dedicate- <laughs> sounds like an owl blowing into a paper towel tube. <laughs> it's just him going like, mm, what, as he's hugging the blob. He does, yeah, it's a dedicated hug button. So cute and it well is. animated, and the blob smiles, so yeah. you know the blob's not just being squeezed against his will. And like, yeah, way forward, always great with animation, and they Dude. did a great job. So I actually am curious to check this out on NHD, because it is one of those... One of many Wii games that a lot of people just kind of glossed over. Always wanted to write that article, like games abandoned yeah. on Wii. I think I did uh, at least two or three times yeah. at Radar. I mean, I, I was playing this on PS4 last night, and mm. we can get into that in the new releases segment. And I'll just play one more They're sound for shits releasing. and giggles. <laughs> That's the sound that the blob makes when he eats Swallowing and transforms. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't say anything about a submission contest. I see that it was made by uh, David Crane. David Crane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. Dave, it was the creator yeah. of Pitfall. Yeah. But you'll like this, uh, Chris. He said that uh, uh, Blobbert's design was heavily influenced by the characters Gloop and Gleep. I knew it from the Hanna Barbera. Fuck! I forget he was Sundarians named Blobbert or whatever. The, the Herculoids. The Herculoids. I was so close. <laughs> <laughs> That show sucks. That's but it all had a, it takes. It is, had a triceratops that shot shit out of its horns, which is it, was awesome. That's all it takes to be a millionaire. Yeah, if I, I saw of, this thing as a kid, and I brought it to kids who didn't see it. But that's <laughs> what we've done for ten years. Yeah. We're not doing it for kids. We're trying with these bullshit millennials. <laughs> Fuck you, kids. Make a hashtag. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about Ben Ten. Buy me a Task Rabbit. No, I got it. <laughs> 
Ben 10. Ben 10. All right, when you start talking about Ben 10, this, it's time to move This is actually on. the most interesting, a little, another factoid. All right. Uh, it, was, it was programmed uh, and created in six weeks. No. Original. Wow, you know what else was programmed and created in six weeks? Number four? E.T. Oh. For the Atari 2600. Uh, the One of the worst great, games of all way. time. Uh, that is right now on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we hit the, I think, a million dollar mark, we pledge to put the carts back in the landfill. It's true. <laughs> Where they belong. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon has a $47 million limit because I did <laughs> test this out. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to... Number four. This is a blob that likes to eat. Hmm. And uh, I'm going to guess none of you have played this because none of you give a shit about Vita. Is it based on the Kevin Dillon movie? What's the Kevin Dillon movie? The Blob. Huh? Wait, is it also blob. a PSP he's, game? He's huh? Was it also a PSP game? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I became Roko. aware of it when it was on Vita. Oh. It's about a blob that eats lots of things and becomes gradually larger, not unlike a katamari. Mm. But he's not a katamari. But it's not Lokoroko. This is Tales from Space Mutant Blobs Attack. Oh, I hated it. You hated it? I kind of did. I think I did. It was one of the first free Vita games when I got my Vita. Yeah, but it was... Mm. I I found it really fun. Um, It just didn't seem like one of those things. It seemed like very flashy. Well, it does look like a flash game, yes. I'm not going to argue with you there. Yeah, very very tweeny. This looks like a layer, not a character. Uh, wow, I, I, I did not mean to be this mean to this game. Man, what's it like to um, be the Grinch? Chris? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, just because he's translucent and all the Doritos you eat uh, get hidden in his insides, where you can still see them. I only like sports games. <laughs> I know. <Sorry. laughs> but uh, the mutant, mutant bombs attack. It's a surprisingly fun, puzzly platformer game where you're playing as an alien blob uh, who is very tiny and has to get very, very big so he can eat everything on Earth. Mm. And uh, this involves eating things and as you eat things, you get bigger again, like a katamari. And uh, you gradually terrify the citizens of Earth who are reassured only by their uh, terrible news anchors. Bow, bow, bee, bow, bee, bow. Bow, bee, bow, bee, bow, bee, bow. So they've been to my hometown. Boy, boy, me, bo, bo, bo. It sounds like Trey Parker awaking from a coma. Yeah, everybody talks like a Charlie Brown teacher, but what you you just heard is uh, newscasters trying to tell people everything's going to be fine, and they cut to their man on the street, everybody's running and screaming, and the blob rolls right over him on camera and uh, eats him, and he floats past the lens, and then the the news lady's just like, okay, we'll be right back. That is a very Despicable Me trailer style of uh, of this Christmas. (laughs) The blob is hungry. Norm of the North. This Christmas. Bow, 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 bow. They talk like minions. <laughs> oh, they kind of do. <laughs> oh, Jesus, why'd you have to put which that is, in my head? Which is Lilat oh. speak, which is Charlie Brown's teacher. It's been done. That's all I'm saying. What, it's been done. What's this game called is there again? Tales from Space when Mutant Blobs Attack. Do you, do you have anything nice to say about this, Chris? Uh, it was it was one of the only... Look, like, I don't know. Like... This is a dumb memory, but it's like when when I bought my Vita, it was right when PS Plus came to the Vita, and it's like you get Gravity Rush and Uncharted, mm-hmm. and then this. 
<laughs> it's yeah. like, like also this was back when like it, once a game came to PS Plus it was there forever supposedly like mm. well like you could go back and see the previous months of PS Plus games unless I just dreamed that well, I think for the Vita they didn't change they never changed for a year oh okay and I think that was really disappointing looking back oh, the Mutant Blob game again I already did that and I don't mean to give it shit I'm sure it's fine I have no I'd like to see the price point on it before I, before I say that. Wow, you're it's really like going to tank the sales on this game. Or something. I, I, don't, I just don't want to be mean to a game that like didn't hurt me in any way. Like It was just like, eh, this, is not, this is okay for a free game. Oh, no, it, it was actually rocketing right now this week to the top of the best sellers, and now it's just... Yeah, yeah. and now because of you... Oh, oh it's seven ninety nine. Fuck this game. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, no. $8 is a fuck this game now? I mean, like after like four years, yeah, kind of. Oh, it's, I think it still pre- is pretty fun. Kind of. I don't have a comment. $7? <laughs> Where will you find so much money? Certainly not from the Laser Time Patreon at patreon.com slash laser time. Split it four ways, you'll see why we can't. <laughs> what is seven divided by four? <laughs> <laughs> right, well, okay. All right, all right, eight divided by four. Yeah, no, nobody likes the one-eyed spiky blob that can climb walls but me. Fine, I get it. Whatever, let's move on to... Number three! There we go. Yeah. There's the one everyone was expecting. Giga pudding. <laughs> my life is sunshine. Loco Roco. I will punish the. Was this, this had two games? Uh, well, I guess I'm trying to remember. Two. Was there was there a Loco Roco two? I think there was, and then I there was there must have been. Then there yeah, was the there Loco was. Roco like screensaver interactive Jesus. screensaver for PS3. It's like oh, this isn't man. really Loco Roco. Man, yeah, yeah. man, Loco that was 06, right? Like mm-hmm. it was early. Yeah, it was a long ass time ago. I'm man. gonna look it up now. I yeah. thought it was really cool. The game was almost ten years at old. at the time. It was super cool, and yeah. it was like a really novel use for the PSP. Yes, like I remember Tyler Tilt controls. Can your PC do that? <laughs> uh, it's really upsetting that our careers in games writing or in games are as old as a kid who can talk and yeah. form sentences. <laughs> they're they're eleven years old. You can say that the games radar we were eighteen months old. <laughs> Just the well, I mean, like a ten year old can actually you know have a conversation that doesn't suck entirely. Yeah, <laughs> but we can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, this this I just it was so fucking novel and cute at the time. But the PS3 it, one was Loco Roco Cocorecho, which is uh, of course. An in, uh, it's a, a great a million seller because the name so alone. It's a this great uh, it wasn't Beach Brothers song. It wasn't Tilt Controls. Beach you Brothers. just <laughs> Beach Brothers. I'm Beach not going to let that go. I'm not, <laughs> the Beach Brothers. I caught it as soon as I said it. Beach uh, Boy. Uh, R- Ricky and Mikey, those famous Beach Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, those uh, brothers, all those brothers yeah. always hanging out on the, the beach. The boy band that Dave showed us yeah. yesterday, the yeah, Beach yeah. Brothers. You can listen to good vibrato oh. off of It's Pat oh Sounds. You're right, it's the first time anyone's yeah. ever said anything stupid. Did not actually have tilt controls, Chris. You just remember it that yeah. way because... Yeah, LNR, it was the LNR. It was um, all LNR, yeah. yeah. You, 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 and you were controlling not the local Rokos, not the Blobs themselves, but the world. Not unlike Monkey Ball. Yeah, because uh, you, you tilted, you, you held down uh, the R trigger, then the world tilted to the right, you held down L, tilted to the left, and you hit them both at the same time and it would sort of depress the world and then when you let them go, it would uh, pop up so that the Loco Rokos would hop. like a Like a pinball tilt. 
kind of, yeah. Ram it with your so head. these these creatures like, like Monkey Ball on the side scroller. You what? don't tilt. You don't tilt. I I. You tilt the world he's standing on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like a, it's oh, like yeah, that, yeah. but a side scroller. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And uh, the local Rokus were pretty neat in that they'd start out as all these little round singing blobs with individually God moving mouths that would Those sync with the soundtrack. They were. And then you could merge them all together into like one giant gelatinous thing that would just ooze over it is obstacles. A it is a giga pudding at that point. It really is. And uh, yeah, you had to deal with the, the Moja, who were, uh, I think, a racist caricature. With, uh, they were supposed to be like spiders, but people complained that they look like dreadlocks. Eh, and, yeah. It was almost unfair because the eyes and mouth were the same as every other character, but when you put it on a black color, it looked like a thing we stopped doing 30 years ago. And, <laughs> 30? And the, uh, the thing well, that, not Japan. The thing that I think uh, those who didn't play it forget is that it wasn't all just the chirpy, uh, high-pitched, singy blobs. There were different Not. kinds of loco rocos. There yes. were mm -hmm. green ones and blue ones, and ones that sounded ones with chicken pox. Ones that sounded like this. Yeah, they like. You just call me gay. Yeah, they did just call you gay. I knew it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, there's like there's like Chris funk Gay. ones that have deep voices. There's yeah. ones yeah, that just sound like ballad singers. Yeah, like how each level is like it wasn't just a blob. They by the time you would get like oh, I'm gonna get really sick of these things singing, it would mm -hmm. change. Yeah, the song which in, in effect changed the whole mood of the stage, mm -hmm. and it, it was very cute and very well done. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to kind of revisit it. Just a very a very much soured on the minimalist design uh, in the game. Because I don't know if you could call it minimalist. It's it's definitely like a flat color. It's flat palette. and it's flat a lot of color, but like mostly just like inanimate cutouts, like um, with very mild movement. And like I don't I don't know at the time I think we thought that it was fascinating because you got yeah. one game you got a, you got a two D side scroller with bits or you got a polygonal three D game and like this is like the in between. Oh, there's games that can exist in between. I these think spaces. Part, of it, part of it was also we. I mean, HD TVs were a thing mm -hmm. by 06 for sure, but like seeing sprites in HD still mm -hmm. wasn't all that common. No. So like seeing this game on that PSP screen, which was it a remarkable beautiful. screen at the time, beautiful. like to see it on that screen was like this looks gorgeous. It, it made PS2 ports look like the best fucking game in the mm. universe. We yeah. do forget that there was a good period of time, like you mentioned, Brett, where there hadn't been that resurgence of, of 2D yeah, games. Yeah, that's where, what I'm talking about. Where, yeah, where it, it doesn't was hold like, up as well. At when the From the time like the N64 debuted through, I don't know, like 2010, it was just like everything was 3D. Everything was polygons. Yeah, or like, look at this weirdo 2D game. The idea of mm -hmm. like going back and like Capcom going back and revisiting like, and making a new 2D Mega Man was like, yeah. that's not gonna, yeah. like, that's ridiculous. Why would that happen? And yeah, as much as Chris wants to rag on the 2D cutout, I mean, he like, left. He's very yeah. He the local Roku's themselves like had a very like liquid uh, look to them. Like they they wobbled. They I'm pretty sure he's jerking off the pictures of rats. God damn it again! Like this he is keeps a, doing this that. is a canon we need this to is, establish in this episode. This is this a problem. Yeah, like, Chris, when Chris doesn't talk for like minutes at a time uh, in a show, it's he leaves the room. And <laughs> okay, whatever. Jerks off the pictures right, of rats. Right, yes. right, we, uh, it's moving, always based on the cigarette. So, moving on. Moving quick. Quick question though: um, Are these things called Rocos and they're loco, mm -hmm. or is their full name that they're loco? I Rokos? think they're just that they're loco Rocos. 
Okay, so they're not Rokos that went loco. No, no, no. Well, I think okay. the Locos. That, they are, they that would not, be insensitive. They do not have a chemical imbalance in their brains. They are just loco. Rokos. They're not pigs who fly like, planes. They're adorable yellow blobs Orco that sing Rosa. with the voices of children and also funk singers. Okay. I've got the like locomotive or locomotion. Out of it. Like oh. you, you have to move them around. So they oh, yeah. are Rokos that require yeah. locomotion. They have no actual power of movement on their own. Sure. They're just little balls of barely contained liquid okay. yeah. that can merge together easily uh, into a being with a single terrifying face. That's the definition of locomotion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad that's cleared up. I'm glad, too. Yeah, thanks, guys. So Ten years later. <laughs> Let's move along to... Number two. <laughs> A calculator? Yes, it's a calculator. <laughs> a slime appears. What do you do? Uh, Henry's with this. Who, yeah, Henry, thank you for joining us. Hi, I'm slime expert Henry Gilbert. How did you get here? This is the intro? I appeared. No, this is this is, this is is number two on the list, Chris. Come on. I'm a dummy. I didn't hear hey, everybody, and got scared. It's a slime, right? The, uh, the yes. slime from Rocket Slime, which come in a lot of varieties. You've got your regular blue slime. Well, from Dragon, Dragon Quest slash Dragon Warrior. Yeah. Yes. But yes, also Rocket Slime. They got their own series. Yeah, it had an, its own spinoff. Oh my goodness. Their own Elton John song. So yeah, each... <laughs> the, the slime became the marquee character for mm-hmm. Dragon Quest because it has, like Final Fantasy, shifting main characters every game, but always the same monsters. Mm-hmm. And if you played the original Dragon Quest uh, slash Warrior on Famicom slash NES, uh-huh, uh-huh. you killed 8 million <laughs> slimes yeah. before Roughly you that. went yeah. anywhere. Like, you were yeah. just, well, just like, I don't know if I'm high enough level, maybe I need to kill a slime and you get one experience point. It's it's weird that the slimes like started out as like the orcs of Dragon Quest Dragon Warrior and yeah. that like they're just the you know the the baseline tie fighter level villains <laughs> that just appear everywhere and then like over the course of the series they gradually turn into the shmoo if anyone gets that <laughs> yeah. reference at all from little abner yeah, obviously, yeah. but it's oh, it's a yeah. thing that Christ. it's a it's a formless being that is all things to everybody because it has a variety of uses and you you see them just popping up uh, like people mm-hmm. using them for odd things for example have you ever felt a pear as warm and soft as mine? Just relax and enjoy. So the the poof poof or puff puff. Yeah, you you each can go ahead and just go clean up, and we'll be be waiting for (laughs) you. It's been part of Dragon Quest for a long time. Like pretty much the original game. Yeah, you you could get a massage, and like puff puff was one of the services, and it would just uh, go to black screen, puff 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 puff, and then it's over. Mm. And this one, yeah, it introduces those weird wobbly noises and make it like, oh, she's squeezing her breasts against your head, and. She is sort of, except that she's holding two slimes at chest level and mm. squeezing them against your head. Mm-hmm. Which one is this in? This is in Dragon Quest VIII. Yeah, wow, it's, I actually played this one. I yeah. never, until that game, I never thought of, I thought a puff puff massage was like a hand job, not, yes. not motorboating, which also in... <laughs> That's in, what I thought. In, I, Dragon, I thought it involved tits. Yeah, but in Dragon Quest, or it could Maybe be like... she puffs you like a cigarette. Well, I, I swear to God, I'm not, this is not a joke, because it won't be funny. Or what, you think titty fucking? No, I thought, I thought it was a massage that somebody gave 
save you with their breasts. Mm-hmm. What I did an Which article Japanese on this a long time ago. Is very interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was just you lie down and get massaged naked with your someone's boobs. That's what yeah. I thought Puff Puff was. No, what you see in Dragon Quest Eight is like, like well, actually a, use your hands. That's going to be better. Mm-hmm. But it's a behind yeah. the back motorboarding with motor boating, which sounds mm-hmm. less <laughs> motorboarding less is more of a TSA. Thing. That's really advanced technique. Yeah, I don't stands, want anybody trying that. Stands behind you and squeezes yeah, yeah. her tits into your cheeks. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I guess. Wouldn't you want your face buried yeah. in them though? It's I, really your your ears are getting all the action in this <laughs> scenario. Henry sounds about it. I, I'm just trying to figure but, out, but yeah, anyway, but I, I do like that. Like, oh, it's it's just a couple of slimes, which are harmless in this context. Mm. Normally, they'd kill you if they were that close to your head. Mm. Uh, but so then you get into Rocket Slime, and uh, which was their first spinoff, which was first on the Game Boy Advance as Slime Mori Mori uh, One, and it's had a third game in Japan, but we only got the second yep. one, Rocket Slime, on the DS. It was a late D- DS game as well, I believe. Uh, but anyway. It introduced, in the uh, localization of it introduced, at least in English, that slimes always talk in puns. And they talk Mm -hmm. in goo-related puns of oh my goodness, oh my glob, like things like that. They say, they talk about it's so many fucking puns. And honestly, as somebody who likes lame puns... Ben Goosey? And yeah, they would say that. They'd say that too. Well, after Ben Gastly and Ben Goosey, I think uh, we've got a... Nintendo themed it, it made it a lot of fun and it made it a bit sad for me 9 11 was an inside glob <laughs> <laughs> it made it a bit sad for me that we didn't get another one of those because I wanted to see more of those lame puns they even had Rocket Slime is so great you can probably find it for like 15 bucks it's totally worth it play it on your 3DS but uh, only when they really star in their own games do you get to hear their puns. But you asked me to find a clip of one talking. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. so apparently they they talk all the time in the Rocket Slime games, but only once have they, to, to our knowledge, have they actually been voiced. Yeah, but well, let me tell Set you. Set it up. Okay, so slimes come in many varieties. The classic blue slime. There are green slimes and orange slimes. There are metal slimes, which are worth a lot. They're harder to kill, but they're worth a lot more uh, experience. There are king slimes, which are a bunch of slimes stuck together, and then they put a crown on their head. There is a a slime knight, which is a knight riding a big green bouncy slime. And they're, uh, they're there are puddles slimes. Oh, are, I just came. And then lastly, uh, there are heel slimes, which, like, they they are meant... They're the healers of a slime team. And they, they face them off to face slimes. Yeah. And they're more like floating um, jellyfish. jellyfish. Yeah, they have mm-hmm. tendrils and oh, stuff that are yes. just floating above the thing. And so in Dragon Quest Heroes... Uh, you have a heal slime as part of your group who is just like an NPC that just heals you during battle. Yeah. And Dragon Quest Heroes, I want to say, sets up a weird world where like monsters and humans have been living together forever. And then like <laughs> the monsters go crazy and the heroes are like, monsters have never attacked humans before. Yeah, and but, then they're ready for genocide, monster yeah. genocide. Yeah, yeah. Like, this, cross this, me once, genocide. This is Helix, the helpful tutorial heal slime. Time to get the action to just not touching the menu again. Attack! Try using this! Yippee! That's the way to do it! Okay, try this next! Great! That was perfect! 
Henry, Lots of you, goo puns there, did too. Did you catch that goo rate? Ooze yeah. this. Were you okay with all the British in that? Time, well, time to give the actions you saw on the menu a goo. <laughs> Helix is awful. I don't like him at all. That He sounds like, a, I don't know, an impoverished, Dickensian child. Clip. Yeah, he sounds like, like wispy. Like he, he sounds like you sort of imagine Edmund from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe to sound yeah. like when he was very little. Oh, that piece of shit, Edmund. Yeah. Uh, uh, Turkish delight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody gives you Turkish delight, you just ride along with them, Edmund. Do you? Is that what you do? Yep. But they're cubes <laughs> of gelatinous sugar. Mm, that does sound good. It's appropriate for a slime, actually. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I feel like uh, when I first time I, I really felt like slimes became like, oh, this is like, it, like Square Enix, because I, I feel like it was a post Enix merger thing when mm-hmm. slimes like really elevated. Was I think my first E three I ever went to in '04. Like squares booth all around it was like just like plush slime and a giant slime and little slimes and the slimes everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like I have never seen this much slime <laughs> shit in my life. Well, because Enix until they uh, got back together with uh, Square, they had shut down. They yeah. they shut down for most of the '90s and then they were open for a couple years in the OOS and then shut down again in America. There was no Enix USA. Pretty much, they finally got somebody to publish their stuff. Got in an ooze pun out of the OOs, and I feel terrible. Ooze. I couldn't figure it out. Uh, and in, but the slime is the most merchandise thing they ever yeah. do. Like I, I myself have bought a ton of slime merch. Every time I've been to Japan, I make will make a stop at. I'll either go to the booth at TGS where Square Enix is selling stuff, mm-hmm. or I'll go to their Artnia store. Uh, that's right at their base of operations in, in Shinjuku. But either way, they tell, sell a ton of slime things. I own two different plush slimes, one that's asleep and one that is the 25th anniversary slime, which now they're going to do their 30th anniversary. One what kind of slime will they have then? One that used to wipe up. <laughs> and I also have a slime hourglass, which is the, the save... Uh, it'll, it's like the save icon, save icon mm-hmm. in Heroes, and but it's like a minute long hourglass of just two slimes on top of each other. Turn it over, the sand drops down. Into yeah, it. I think if we were going by pure volume of merchandising, the slimes would be number one on this. I list. mean, they were like the first on the train, though, weren't they? They've Kinda, been doing yeah. it for thirty years. Yeah. yeah. But I, I kind of regret that I didn't get the Dragon Quest Eight slime shaped controller, yeah, which was apparently a nightmare to hold. But uh, how it many how like many blobs got a controller in there? That's their true. I feel like two thousand three, four, and five were like like uh, gimmick con- awful gimmick controller uh-huh. at its peak. Yep, the Onimusha sword, the RE, con- RE chainsaw. chainsaw have the RE chainsaw. Like I finally got rid of that because it followed me for years, and I like. <laughs> And I don't yeah, know. It's what, like at some point, you just have to ask, "Do I really want this?" Yeah. And I don't know what's to blame for it or to thank for it, but Square Enix and Enix, I've always gone in these cycles of, "All right, let's try selling Dragon Quest in America." You know, they didn't sell as much as we wanted. Nothing for three years. Then after three years, hey, we should try selling Dragon Quest in America. Three years of Dragon Quest, and again and over and over again. And now we're finally back around to. Let's sell Dragon Quest games in America. We're what a ride. seven and eight. <laughs> I never understand that because I read about like award-winning shows in Japan, and they just arrive with no fanfare on Hulu, and they eventually find an audience. It just doesn't have to be the biggest fucking audience in the universe. Well, when something just, sells four million copies well, in Japan, but why does that sell four million sell? copies everywhere? Well, because localization is, shit is like icing. expensive and time-consuming, and it doesn't I need have to sell no idea what you're talking about. Exactly, it's it's right? icing on an already tasty cake. It needs cake. to sell more than they do. 
And even we, even within OA, like soaking up a lot of that, I think it's mm. just like it's a lot of effort for probably not a lot of actual profit at the end of the day. It's not cheap to think up all those goo puns. Yes, no. it's true. That's where money, lots of money. So yeah, slimes are the greatest. I love them. All right. Well, let's move on to. Star Fox? Wow. <laughs> it's Kirby. Wow, you said it in sync. Oh, dude. With the words popping up on yep. the screen. First you draw a circle, then you draw the S. Uh, we'd sing a little so jingle to that. It's what again, Brett? It's Kirby. Uh, man, I love Kirby. Uh, that Kirby Kirby's Dream Land for Game Boy is one of my favorite Game Boy games of all time. Played through it like once a month. It's like a ten minute game when you, when you oh, wow. when you know how to play it. You just blow through that game, and then the NES one is what really brought along that idea of him eating enemies and stealing their powers. Um, that's, that's where I remember falling in love with it. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. also... Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what established Kirby as we know him today. Kirby's Dreamland first 1. first commercial where he's white and he swallows Rambo. He, like, <laughs> he was just a little tiny baby ghost. Mm-hmm. Yep. Until the NES version. Yeah. Well, I, I think every time that uh, I wonder, it's like, why are all these kids so angry that this thing isn't coming to the platform they play on? Just buy the other platform. Someone needs to say, Kirby for the NES to me. Mm-hmm. Because... I did not have a Game Boy growing up. I was yep. forbidden from yep. owning a Game Boy. But Camp Deadly. I played that. That was my cousin's. <laughs> I, I was allowed to play on it. I just wasn't allowed to own one. But... <laughs> uh, is this an old memory floating yeah, around? Yeah, this yes. is a very... Uh, do we need to explain this or should we just pass on by? It was the last talk radar of all time. Was it really? So good. Apparently. You were on it? <laughs> Yeah, that's why yeah. it's so it's so perfect. <laughs> and I, I love that you were like just completely checked out for that oh, one. Well, too. I was there as a guest. Like, yeah, and you were bored out of your mind. <laughs> well, it was just so the Camp Deadly story was so good. Mm. It's like lightning struck or something. Yeah. So uh, this is this is something that came up on our old podcast, Talk Radar. For those of you who haven't slavishly listened to every episode for some reason, <laughs> this is the last one. So that's yeah. why it's great. Um, but. I was in Spain in like the early 90s and I don't want to do was, this. You don't want to do <laughs> no, this? keep going. Keep okay. Going. Uh, staying at my aunt and uncle's house in the country and there was a huge storm and lightning struck and it hit a tree outside so it was like right near the house and I like this huge tree just came apart and I really wanted to go see. So I was running out uh, you know, through all these like you know, a bunch of like it was like a small forest mariachi around bands. And- yeah, running out into the forest, and uh, I just saw like a little concrete blocks uh, in in my way, and so I like leapt over it at like running speed, and then I suddenly just felt this like <laughs> boing like impact in my face, Ugh. and I was flat on my back, and I had no idea what happened, and so. What it was is that I was running full tilt at what I later found out was an arbor that had been partially torn down. And so there was just this rebar uh, uh, like frame, and I hadn't seen the rebar. I just saw the concrete block that it was coming yeah. up out of <laughs> and uh, hit my, like, uh, my cheekbone Jeez. on the, the crossbar like right underneath my eye, and it just laid me flat out. And so... <laughs> For the rest of the afternoon, I just sat with a, a steak on my face playing uh, my cousin's Game Boy, uh, <laughs> and the game was The Simpsons Escape from Camp Deadly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Chris starts doing this voice. 
That's just the awful Mexican stereotype. It was, it was your father as Bumblebee Man. Oh, right. no. oh my son. My son. And, then Chris, and Michael's like, Chris, that's continents away. <laughs> I can't and like, you've met my father. <laughs> you know he doesn't father, sound like I that. Man, but so, you, just because you said Spain, I have to draw all these fucking Albert <laughs> the Chipmunk space stereotypes around it. Oh, man. But yeah, we so, call that Spexico, Chris. Spexico. <laughs> Spexico. But uh, so yeah, forever at Camp Deadly. That's what that started. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, can we talk about Kirby now? Please. So, so other, yes, pla- so other platforms. Kirby, I somebody needs to say NES Kirby because I didn't have a Game Boy growing up, and I really wanted to play Kirby again. And it came out on Game Boy first, mm-hmm. and then Kirby Two came out on Game Boy, yep. and there we was... rode a hamster. Yes, we rode a hamster that like had an umbrella and was adorable. We were so dumb. We were obsessed with riding shit. It was added to every <laughs> yeah. game. Adventure Island. Adventure. Oh, I'm going to buy Adventure Island. I hated the last one, but this one you can ride a dinosaur. Um, was Kirby's Dreamland two before Adventure? Um, I think so. Really? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. so. I, was, I was not allowed to have a Game Boy either. It started out with it's just a Game Boy exclusive I'll franchise. Back when Kirby was, again, a little white ghost. Yeah. Because he was always gray. And then when he came to the NES, they made him pink. Right. I just thought that... And, I, and now I think that's weird because Kirby seems like a very... Whenever a decent Kirby game comes out, I'm like, this is a very easy game for you to make. And it's, mm. it should be kind of... <clears throat> a lot of it comes down to, like, it's a lot of the same powers. Yeah. It's just, like, level design yep. and, you know, they make some new semblance of a story, but... It's one of those things where, like, there's no bad Kirby game. Like, as far no. as, like, traditional, there's, like... But they don't try to do anything. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, well, when you get to, like, Epic Yarn, it's like, this was amazing. Or, like, Rainbow Curse or Canvas Curse. Like, mm-hmm. when they get experimental, the Kirby games really get interesting, but they're also not what Kirby was made... Like, what made yeah. him famous, which yeah. was... But remember remember when Canvas Curse was, like, the first DS game worth playing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just like, yeah, Kirby is entirely in ball form, and he's normally like just this boneless pink sphere yeah. that sucks up air and occasionally yeah. enemies, yeah. and then when he swallows them like Yoshi does, uh, he can he can take their powers yeah. to use as his own. Yeah, apparently, it was wrong. Adventure came out between one and two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask, is Kirby inhaling or eating or both? Mm. Both. So he inhales them into oh. his mouth. Well, he, he he inhales air, and then he gets big, and he can float by flapping his arms. Yeah, but he doesn't. You can't like, argh, you can't chomp something. You have to suck it into yeah. you. So Kirby is the so, gassiest motherfucker. He has in the no teeth. <laughs> yeah, he's so. just lungs, I guess. <laughs> he's also no anus. No. Nope. So well, where does he it does all shit go? He does. If you push select, he shits a star. Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. Or take damn. that to the bank. Man, a star is like one of the worst things to shit. Too, wow. As yeah, far as shapes, actually, yeah. Unless that's the shape points. of his. Unless that's the shape of his bubble. No, oh, it could be like, like a Play-Doh. Like a Play-Doh it's a, it's a chocolate starfish. You're right. I hate, I hate all of you. I hate all of you right uh, Speaking of which, I love when Dave, we were standing in the kitchen and Dave held up the apple slicer mm. and was like, eh, if you put it over your butt. <laughs> he shit like a Play-Doh factory. And we're like, ah. um, we all laughed. We did. We Imagine were, poop coming also out Also punch drunk and stuck here this for hours. 35 years such old. Such a great thing to old. picture for the audience. <laughs> I want you to imagine pooping. Imagine Dave shitting. Yeah. Imagine an out of shape bouncer <laughs> um, <laughs> with a man bun. In a Mets hat. Oh, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. You got mean with it. I, I, was was just, yeah. I said that on mic to him the other day. I was just making an observation. <laughs> but yes, as blobs go, you can't put anything under Kirby, even though we did argue, not argue, but we did 
debate if he was actually a blob per se. Uh-huh, because he doesn't really change shape. Yes, he does. Does he? When he hits the ground from a high level well, he can or squish, runs into a wall. He'll squish. But he, he, he bounces back to a sphere shape. If we if what's he, the difference then? I mean he's definitely gelatinous for sure. Yeah. He's like a your first 2D animation project then, because that's the first thing you learned is the squash and, and stretch. That's, that's kind of why I like I can't from a design area, I can't love the series. It's kind of like a stem cell for where a good character should be. Isn't and he's all- very cute. I, I mean, mean, I just imagine him as like, oh, so this is Mega Man who steals every enemy's mm-hmm, power mm-hmm. and not just the boss. But isn't that by definition like like blobs or just this weird yeah. video game thing where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I, I don't know, we yeah. drew a test It was just, Yeah, like, Michael, this whole list. Yeah, you're right. For Fuck you. Last, for the last this? 20 years as a Nintendo fan, you get this like trickle of first party releases uh, and like uh, I've... 30 years. 20 years. It's like, because initially, like, a bunch of good first party shit came out. Now, whenever they're like, there's a new Kirby game, I'm like, I don't. Well, like, that's why. How that, is this different well, from every other well, Kirby? Game? That's why they they changed it so, such that instead of like here's Squeak Squad, here's mm-hmm. this one, here's that one, it's like no, here's Rainbow Curse, here's Epic Yarn. Not like, the not the last ten years then, like not in the last not in the last two generations. Like ever since Rainbow Curse, Kirby has not done anything different. Rainbow Curse is the newest one though. Well, I have not played the remake or the sequel to Rainbow Curse. I mean, Curse. It's, it's done. I mean, Epic Yarn's totally different too. Epic Yarn's still kind of like a fucking Kirby game. It's a mm-hmm. side scroller with a different look. Uh, also, since you brought up. Uh, that we, we were talking about whether or not Kirby qualifies as a blob. Uh, the other entry we were considering for this is Puyo Puyo, mm-hmm. which has oh, some crossover with Kirby what? in that Kirby's, uh, Kirby's, av- Kirby's Avalanche yeah. was a Puyo Puyo game that was rebranded with Kirby's characters, much like mm-hmm. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Dude, Mean Bean Machine's was music is Also the title of, of my uh, Jack Kirby biography. Mean Bean Machine? It's, I think I... <laughs> And a Jack Kirby's Mean Bean Machine. Yes, look for it on Kindle and store shelves soon. <laughs> that, for some reason, that's what I thought too. And I'm like, Jack Kirby Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> I think I can, um, I can explain, Chris, like Thank a lot you. of your uh, like issues with these games not mm-hmm. changing is that uh, you're a man uh, over 30. Yes. Who uh, I do agree they did. Who already played a lot of these totes. games? Yeah, I do but agree lose, they did. I lose my mind with every new Mario game and I, with almost every new Zelda game. But Kirby, I feel like is so. Like for example, there were six Mega Man games on the NES, mm-hmm. and Kirby only had one. Mm-hmm. So they really just kind of kept doing that idea, like Mega Man one through six, just yes. spread across twenty years, twenty or thirty mm-hmm. years. So that's why. It doesn't feel as repetitive. It's like by the time Mega Man 5 and 6 came out on the NES, people were like, I've already played that. But that wasn't with, where I was at the time. Because like, even Kirby's Dream Land 3 is like mm-hmm. 1995. Mm-hmm. So like Kirby No, won. two apparently 2 is 95. No, well, that's the Game Boy one. There's mm-hmm. Kirby oh, Kirby 3 for Super Nintendo. Yes. Uh, yeah, that might be 96 or 97, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's after... Yeah, it's after Super Nintendo. I, I, I don't that's, need to talk shit about Kirby. I've had a fucking blast with Kirby. Just the last couple... Uh, he's... The last couple generations, it's just like, how am I supposed to be impressed by this? I know you, Hal can do this in their sleep now. Well, right now, someone is clawing clumps of hair know, out of their scalp, mean... waiting for us to mention Smash Brothers. Oh yes, where I think is, it, I think that's where Kirby really shines as a character. I think so because in in his previous games, like when he swallowed people and took their powers, he just took their powers. In Smash Brothers, he takes on their appearance. Yeah. Like if he swallows Mario, he he has a little Mario cap. And uh, now, apparently, if he swallows Bayonetta, he looks like Bayonetta from yeah, Bayonetta 2, yeah. which is cool. sort it of is. awesome, yeah. And it's super cool. It's, uh, the cynical part of me is that, like, he was very he was much easier to merchandise than any other mm. 
Nintendo character, and they really did. Like, put a Link hat on him. Like, he just looks like a fucking 18th century guy going to sleep. Like, <laughs> like the... But it's adorable! No, 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 don't pull back. You're crabby <laughs> about Kirby. I should not know. Crabby about Kirby. In fact, that's a new segment that you have to do every week New now. segment. So, you know what world I'm living Kirby. in? That has to be a new YouTube series. I so, suck. Did you like anything in this episode? I, I did. What am I talking about? The Blob? I thought that was going to be here. That's 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 the game I know the best. And and meanwhile, I was like, does anybody actually want to talk about The Blob? I, I, mean, I reviewed The Blob, but only because At Gamer paid me like $1,000 to wow. do every platform. And then I—I I mean, granted, we there's the the blob in Clay Fighter. Yeah, but I said it, that because that nobody like pays you that twenty something reviews. years old. Yeah, and the game's not great, but at the time it was yeah. like, oh, cool, it's making fun of fighting games. That's funny. And then as a blob, he does—he's much more of a blob than Kirby in that mm. his his default form, you could say, is is formless. He doesn't yeah. even take. It's just this yeah. weird lump. And then when he does moves, he like, turns into a saw or a fist yeah, or whatever. Or like a bunch think, of boxing okay. gloves. Maybe yeah. that's why you thought Kirby didn't count as a blob, because he's fucking agile. He's a good he's a good platformer character. Uh, no, he's he a is, slower absolutely. version of the N plus guy. Mm-hmm. You can jump oh, and yeah. do anything. Yeah. You can fly. You can wall jump. That's wall. pretty cool. Yeah, I, I really don't mean to disparage Kirby. It's just that like it his new games are no longer like Wow, a new Kirby game. And Kirby that, haters, don't hate my game. So that's what there. Kirby sounds so like. That's yeah. his voice. Uh, I don't know. I thought Rainbow Curse was super cute and fun. Is that the Wii, Wii U one? Wii U I have not one. played that at all. Uh, I mean, Epic Yarn I loved. Uh, best strapline I ever wrote, by the way. What? For Epic Yarn? Uh-huh. So awesome. S-E-W. Uh, no, I, I, have my, I already know my favorite strapline you ever wrote. I don't know. Because I, I don't remember the headline. But it was a bunch of shitty Mortal Kombat puns where every C started with a K and your strap line was, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The, head, the headline was, uh, Combat Classic Collection, Coming Coon Coo, uh, Kexbox Creek Crixie or whatever. And then the I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> That's all you Oh, my God. Uh, that is one of the last articles I ever wrote. That uh, is excellent use of a strap line. Yeah, it's, it's, yes. if, you're not, if you're not quitting, or it's a good Or subhead or deck. We were, uh, yes. we were just so conscious of SEO back in those <laughs> Oh, <days>. God, yes. <laughs> Everybody was being sure the next console on the Kexbox. I made fun of an article on, on Twitter the other day, and then the writer actually like tweeted at me, and I was like, oh, oh, oh sorry. But it was like it was uh, one of those like like ultra like top level SEO articles where yeah. it's like uh, uh, Civilization Six release date colon could the Civ Six release date be announced after the XCOM Two release date? Uh, Isn't it uh, <laughs> wow! Uh, uh, Half my face just melted off. Uh, there were like there were like five. No, in, I, not, in not to. Take, was the strap light free air Jordan's UGG boots? <laughs> like, <laughs> not to take the rate. The, 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 the show should not go here, but like I was livid because uh, somebody cha- Yahoo changed the headline of Hillary Clinton drops out of the presidential race. From whenever she was running against Obama to 2016, 2012. But they changed it to 2016. So you yeah. put it in Facebook, and everybody's like, "Holy shit!" And underneath is the content of her dropping out of the race against That's, Obama so they, they the planned, first year. Planned eight years ahead yeah. to to win that SEO. Well, was, well, no, they changed they changed an old article yeah. to yeah. But that, if oh, you don't okay. know what SEO is, it's so that like when everybody's searching when Hillary Clinton does. Not when they do. I'm not that much of a Sanders supporter. I'll explain. SEO Speedwagon was yes. a very popular yeah. band. <laughs> Keep on rolling. Oh, man. I re- Ugg boots. Actually, SEO. They opened, they opened for the uh, Beach Brothers back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one of the, that was one of the best all-time shows. 
in history. <laughs> I was there. I was <laughs> negative six. <laughs> SEO is a way of tricking Google by repeating the same term over and over again and identifying, oh, people are searching for iPhone 7. Well, we don't know anything about that, but let's put up an article called iPhone 7 Review. Yep. And then we'll just say everything Coming we soon. think we know. Here's some rumors. Re- repeating Jesus. terms doesn't work anymore. Like You have to stay. you got to like keep up with what Google does to change its algorithm. It's, it's crazy a nightmare. Thing. And the reason I mean How does anybody earn a living at this shit? They don't, Michael. They, don't. Oh. they have a Patreon. Only thanks to you, the listener. <laughs> the, the reason I made fun of it is only because I'm, I'm so aware of it. It, it, it. it involves redirecting old, irrelevant articles to new ones that make more sense. Mm-hmm. And often, it is like... You can do it in a way where it's like not just shameless. Like, mm-hmm. actually, this old fucking... like preview is stupid no one should be finding that on google and it's ranking number three it needs to go to our review that makes sense you want your review to rank so mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's not it's not a pure evil thing it's just funny when it's really i obvious. don't i don't envy anybody having to behave at the behest of seo uh that's weird yeah mm-hmm. we I, we all have to deal with it and work it into what we do this guy really like uh, much like Kirby. Actually, became yeah, really a, inside a baseball. It's, it's why we probably couldn't be doing this right now. Yeah. <laughs> the old place of you. All right, I think that's a sign that we should move on. Unless you have anything else to say about Kirby, Brett. Uh, Kirby, Brett. No, that's about it. All right. Oh, I, think, wait, wait, yeah. I want to add that okay. World of Goo is, is a really good. Game. Oh yeah, it yeah. Is. That it was is. that was also up for consideration in this. Mm. The the blobs do have a certain personality, not quite as much as the other ones. Yeah, the problem with about. that is that it's a great game, but not the best blobs. Yeah. Which yes. Is, ooh, exactly. And I hope list. you put that in your review. Yeah. It was a six out of ten. <laughs> For that reason, yeah, in two thousand six, yeah. really, yeah. it was it was a while ago because that had EA's name attached to it for a while, right? World of Goo, yeah, yeah. yeah they it like was, they... it was one of the early WiiWare games. Yeah. I remember that. Oh yeah. All right. Well, on that lovely note, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, one of which we already have talked about, technically. Uh, some news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. try to get it. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. a nigga get an attitude. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. I got the rodeo on my arm and I'm pouring Sean down and I roll the best weed because I got it going on. I'm a nice dude with some nice dreams. See these ice cubes, see these ice creams, eligible bachelor, million dollar bow, that's whiter than what's building down your throat. Oh, hey, uh, blobs, huh? Yeah, that's... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you about blobs, all right? The blobs I find in Chris's bed after he's been shedding. Hey, uh, oh, God, someone please kill me. This is so bad. This material's so awful. Why do you write this for me week after week? I just... I'm just the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, and I just want to tell these nice people how to support your podcast, Video Game Apocalypse, and yet you put me through all this horrible stuff just shoving me out on stage unprepared, and you just put this piece of paper in my hand, and you're like, hey, raccoon, you can read, and I'm like, I cannot read, so I have to ad-lib stuff and blame it on you, you fucking asshole! Anyway, as I said, I'm the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, and I am, of course, here to tell you how to support Video Game Apocalypse. You like this show, right? You like it? You want to support the host? You want to you hear more of it? Well, I've got good news for you, because there's a bunch of ways you can do it. Go to iTunes, subscribe to it. I know you see an, you've seen it coming up in the podcast feed. Somehow, if you haven't been searching directly for it, subscribe so it gets delivered to your phone or other device every every week when it comes out. And leave us a five-star review. Um, even if you hate the show, even if you just you just hate listening to us week after week, just say, like, I fucking hate these assholes. They bust out the same stupid character in every break. He tells the same jokes. 
This, this show's fucking abominable. Everybody's drunk. The quality's falling. And uh, right now, one of the hosts is having an existential crisis on Mike. Terrible show. Five stars. You should listen to it immediately. And if you want to give the host money, you can go to patreon.com slash lasertime and uh, donate something. And you'll get access to secret podcasts, season one of Talking Simpsons, Google Hangouts with the hosts, prizes that they send out every so often. It's a cornucopia of wonders. And you can participate for just a few bucks a month. Isn't that a great deal? You know what else is a great deal? The Amazon links on lasertimepodcast.com. Click them. You don't even have to buy the thing you clicked on. Just search for something else that you actually want. If you're anything like me, you're a constant Amazon impulse shopper, so that shouldn't take too much effort. And then the boys here will get a cut of whatever you spend. Uh, the more you spend, the more they get, I'm assuming. I don't know how the system actually works. I just know that it's a great deal for everyone involved, except for Amazon. You support us by paying nothing extra. Isn't that great? Finally, talk about us on Twitter and Facebook. Tell your friends about us, especially if they like video games. Just be like, hey, I've noticed you like video games, and I've been keeping this a secret for years for some reason, but I just want to tell you that there's this show called Video Game Apocalypse that's really good, and the hosts sometimes talk about video games. Mostly it's about drunken anecdotes from their life, and then that friend will say, like, well, I never knew you were into that show. Now I don't know if I can be friends with you anymore. Uh, I just I just don't know how to feel about this. Please just leave right now. And then you'll wonder why you follow the advice of a talking cartoon animal on the break segments of a podcast who is completely worn out as welcome. So I'm going to cede the floor to the hosts and uh, I hope you somehow enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> And welcome back to our lovely and jokey second segment. This being the second segment, we should probably just jump straight to... Who likes this week's new releases? Boy and His Blub, coming to PS4, PC, Xbox One. Never heard of this game. I never have either. Uh, I don't know what it is or why we should be interested. Why don't we record this segment first? I don't know. I mean, like, a boy and a blob, these are two things that nobody should give a shit about. It's interesting that this one is actually a boy, whereas the NES one is like, that's more of an adolescent. Yeah, I mean, when they brought it over to America, they called it Jake and the Fat Man. That was a much more sensitive title. That's the least relatable joke that has ever been said on a podcast. <laughs> you wouldn't, no one is going to get that reference with a fucking time machine. They, they will not. Well, <laughs> fat Man and Little Boy. What was the go. joke, you, the, the reference you made to Tommy Tallarico on that VG Empire at the Fuhrer's? Oh, did I fuck? Did, did I did I embarrass myself? No, it was a really old cartoon, re- like an old animation. Oh, the the Fuhrer's face. The Fuhrer's face. Yes, I'm like that has to be the oldest one. Oh, and, but he got it though. He oh he knew it. He totally sure. got it because he was talking about Spike Jones. Yes, that's VG yeah. Empire. Everybody, mm-hmm. uh, old Donald Duck cartoons for the win. Uh, but yeah, boy in the boy in this blob that was playing it on PS4. It looks great in HD. Mm-hmm. Um, How much is it actually? Uh, I think it's marked down. It was marked down to like eight forty nine when oh, I bought it. Really? So, yeah. Like for a special launch promotion or something? Might be. Wow. Was that Stem or PS Drupal? I mean, uh, PS Drupal. Mm. It's no uh, seven ninety nine for mutant blobs like Chris is having a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, yes. no, it's it's uh, can't still... afford that. It's like a hamburger. <laughs> oh, I, <almost laughs> I was hamburger. trying to say hamburger combo at, at McDonald's, but it doesn't matter anymore. Now I look drunk to everybody. Hamburger for because there has never been a hamburger. <laughs> you weren't you weren't there. Uh, um, I'm drinking wine instead of beer, and it's not it's taking its toll. I'd like the hamburger combo. All right, that'll be your wallet. <laughs> that'll, that'll be your wallet. Hand it what? over. That'll be your wallet. Here's what? your striped clothing. <laughs> 
and we've called the cops. I stole it from the spirit store that closed down, and it's now a gold gym. And they get a McDonald's employee dressed as uh, Big Mac to chase you around. Oh fuck! I wish. Uh, Fun fact: you're in McDonald's jail, which is just the playground. Ronald McDonald was not originally a clown. He actually had a, a hamburger face. I do think we should call uh, Chris Christie Mayor McCheese. I thought that, I thought that was Mayor McCheese. Yeah. No, no, no. But like before McDonald's was even McDonald's, Ronald McDonald existed in some form. But but in he the wasn't dreams a clown. of children. He and did their nightmares. roam the earth waiting to sponsor <laughs> yeah. hamburgers. He was uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> You're, 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 talking, you're talking about McDonald's lore that came way after Ronald. I know that Wilford Brimley... No, not Wilford Brimley. Who's the other guy? Willard Scott was one of the original Ronald McDonald's. Was he? Yes. This... And it was yeah. This is a terrible conversation this that we should not be having. Games. We this should be is, talking about a boy in a slob. This releases. is the most talk radar-y of yeah. all these segments that have been on. Uh, uh, see what rapport. happens when you get this particular combination of people together. It's, it's called just, a rapport, and people yeah, might it happens like after it. eight o'clock at night. Mm. Mm, that too. <laughs> oh, Brett's getting antsy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Men's um, I'm not. I don't care. No, boy in a slob. Still a uh, really good puzzle game. Uh, yeah. Much better than the original. Much easier to understand. Yeah. And uh, did the NES one ever show up on like virtual console no, or anything like that? I think that that, that theme song alone, that opening <laughs> intro, but a different song. It doesn't count. What, what probably helped is that this one wasn't made in six weeks. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't sound like yeah. this. Dude, you should play the the, the yeah, opening. Find the, find the yeah, title I, I screen. Will, will. The title. Right. It's great. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's again, it's a very adorable game, and if if you're looking for like. A break, because like you, I mean, as evident by this segment, there's not a lot of new releases right mm-hmm. now. So until February, March hit us with a lot of stuff. This is a cute, inexpensive game to play and kind of like detox from a lot of big, yeah, you know, grand adventures. I think it's a, uh, it should be pretty fun. I, I don't know. It's weird since I have the Wii one to want to double dip well, of, of all that games. Was, wasn't on that Earth. Our, our big thing that like if they're going to make this lusciously animated? That's next true. gen thing and like and then put it on a standard definition. That's true. Four by three platform. I w- I'm mm. I'm very curious to see what it looks like. That's well, true. it doesn't sound like this. So you can hear the lawyers, and you're not looking at it next to the logo, which is the enemy of Jones. It totally is a boy and his blob. Yeah, it's the trouble in blob. Imagine the Ducktales logo, but it says blob. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love that exactly. exchange, by the way. Uh, Ducktales ripped off. Oh God, you mentioned Ducktales. What have ripped you done? Off, Sorry. It ripped off the Indiana Jones logo. Hey, way forward made Ducktales. But Indiana Jones ripped off everything from Carl Barks' uh, Scrooge McDuck comics. Interesting. So it's okay. <laughs> you stole from me. Well, so here's mm-hmm. something you can all Capcom. It's Resident Evil Zero <laughs> HD remaster, also uh, out this week yeah. uh, on PS4, PS3, and PC. I. Think Is I, it this week? I think I captured yes. footage for this. I mean, I definitely did because uh, I did some screenshot comparison stuff before I left. But I don't know. I never. I didn't <laughs> I play much when it, I didn't play much RE Zero to begin with. So this one, I was always like, uh, I wish we had. I wish it had come out closer because the gap between RE One remaster mm-hmm. and RE Zero remaster was yep. longer than the gap between their original releases in the first place. Ooh. So. It's just a lot of, like, I wish they had come out closer together, because to do January and then wait a year for January again... Is there a way they optimize for widescreen... Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's the same way the RE1 remake from last year. It's it's a pan-and-scan thing, but, mm. like, 
Zero being a newer game, like there were a little bit. I think it got cleaned up a little better mm -hmm. in certain areas. I think there's fewer instances of like, oh, you can see a lot of artifacting or whatever. But mm. I mean, it's still RE Zero. It's still super weird with leeches yeah. and and. It, it a, was a strange game in that like really it was weird. it was a prequel to the remastered version of Resident Evil that came out for GameCube. So yeah. it was using the same engine, had really amazing graphics for it the time. It looks great. Like, yeah. it still looks good now. And it's all about Rebecca Chambers and some dude with a tattoo. Billy uh, winding up. Billy Cullen? Cohen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think, I think, I believe PC Gamer officially felt that it was okay. It's fine. The remaster. And, uh, yeah. Someone, uh, by the way, someone uh, bullshitted me about Ronald McDonald. He was always a clown. <laughs> <laughs> you might be thinking of Grimace. I just looked it up. Grimace was, was like, never a clown. I just got bullshitted. But also, uh, kind of a funny thing, Capcom sent me a box, um, uh, and I opened it up, and this was last week, and there was a, a book in it. Mm. And it was a train, train operator's whistle? manual. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. Uh, I opened the, the book, and it's a train whistle, and yep. I'm like... And I start playing with it in the office, and then I look at the cover sheet, and it's like enclosed is your copy of Resident Evil Zero. And then no, like, I've been hoodwinked. I look through the box again, and there is no copy of Resident uh, Evil. Yeah, PC, not many physical SKUs in the spoiler. US. There wasn't even a code for the game. There was just <laughs> nothing in the box. <laughs> spoiler uh, from someone who's cleaning his house. Thank you, bonus time. You'll throw that. You'll have to throw that out eventually. Well, um, I, most most publishers. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, it's like a, a hack joke, but it's, here, if you throw this away, it's like all mail I get at PC Gamer, unless yeah. it's actually a game. It's funny that I have a train, I, well, until I left, and I I got rid of so much stuff when I left Capcom, like, just like, nope, not even taking this, whoever wants this mm -hmm. stuff, including a train whistle from Spirit Tracks yeah. that I got at Radar. <laughs> and, uh... with train whistles. Yeah, which is weird, though, because RE Zero keeps getting this rep of, like, oh, the one with the train, and it's like, the train is, like... 40 minutes mm -hmm. of the whole mm -hmm. game and then the train ex fucking explodes and flies off the tracks and then you're like running through this uh, like pre it's not the mansion but it's like this other facility that's mm -hmm. also somehow near the mansion but yeah to Billy's tattoo on his arm mm -hmm. says mother love ah. which apparently uh, is a queen reference but. oh I thought oh, it was okay. a wolf mother reference mm -hmm. I thought it was like uh, they, they wanted to go for a G-rated motherfucker thing. No. They're loving. No. Mm -hmm. But no, it's... I mean, I love the RE1 remake. I still think that is... Like, RE4 is my absolute favorite Resident Evil mm -hmm. by a mile. And then the RE1 remake is right after that. So you sure you want to go out on a limb and say Resident Evil 4 is your favorite? I, I mean, that's such an unpopular... Well, I'm just setting. A, I'm setting a statement here of like uh -huh. that one is my favorite, and then yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah, I came from a world where that was divisive. Really? So, uh, oh yeah, when people actually thought uh, one, one, two, three were good games. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I mean, they are, but mm. I don't. I, I don't. Guess in lieu of everything else. Oh, anyway, <laughs> but the remake of RE One I thought was fantastic. Like it's. It, I think I feel like it alleviated a lot of the things that made RE One hard to go back to if you didn't grow up with it. And I did, and got saved into a corner, and have a huge grudge against Starry One for the rest of my life. But nonetheless, uh, the remake was quite nice. And so this one giving the same treatment to that. Well, it was built from the ground up to be this way, whereas the remake for GameCube was like we're going to reimagine a game in this mm -hmm. style. So, yes. but it's it was always and the weird to Trevor for some reason. Yeah, but that was I, I like the embellishments yeah, they made. Was, but so cool. the thing with Zero was always it was just so weird with the slugs and the. Dude, who looks like a Final Fantasy boss singing to them like outside the train, and it's it's 
it, it starts that path of like it's it's where Resident Evil started to get weird. Yeah, it goes down this like way more like sci-fi mm-hmm. like weird path that like I don't know. I I, I just it kind of lost me a little. Where like four doesn't do much of that. It's like it's still pretty like oh yeah, it's a virus or not a virus, yeah. but like a, a the Las Plagas stuff. It, it's it's where it stops becoming so much a horror game and starts becoming. A JRPG with action elements. Yeah, where it's very anime style, mm-hmm. like tro- getting the any- ugh, dropping the B movie tropes and getting into anime tropes. Yes, and that's when it's kind of yeah. It, that's why it kind of lost me back in O two, and why this one I, while I did finish the even though I worked on the remake of RE one, like I still finished it at home. Like I I legitimately love that game. This one I just didn't spend that much time with. It's still interesting, and if you liked it back then, though, it's it's like it's a clean, beautiful version of it, and uh, yeah, there's a disc of it too, with both of them on there. There's another game out this week, I have never played this series, I know almost nothing about it, but its title always drives me insane, so I'm going to bring it up. Uh Atelier Esha and Logi Plus Alchemists of the Dusk Sky. Oh, another Atelier Iris game? Well, Atelier Esha and Logi, specifically. Because Esha and Logi makes no sense. Uh. Unless you look at it in Japanese <clears throat> when it becomes eschatology mm-hmm. or eschatology, which is a word talking about the study and uh, thoughts about the end times, the end of history. Uh-huh. So it's an English pun that only works wow. when it's read in wow, Japanese. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and that drives awful. me insane. That's really bad. Yeah, and it doesn't translate at all even though it's English. That's great. Wow. <laughs> That's actually pretty awesome. That is, but is, it that is an untranslatable pun. It is. Is Absolutely. it the same uh, Gust, though, the Atelier Iris? Like the Atelier series? I think so, yeah. Like Gust and... Uh, I'm who sure publishes it is. is it still NIS? Or? Uh, I think It's so. on Vita. Yeah, it's on Vita, the, so probably yes. Sure Let's say yes. Um, uh, I loved 1 and 2, and then that was 10 years ago. And I don't know why I just was... I, I thought it was really funny to look at uh, Blade and Soul... Oh yeah, a game that has been out. Um, in I knew one of you was going to bring that up. It's like I've never heard of this. It's for yeah. PC. I bet one of these jokers is going to bring uh, it up. Yeah, I had a meeting with them. Uh, of course, you did. Recently, it, it it's getting people think it's kind of like okay, mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Um, the character creation is fun. There's, uh, it looks really pretty, but it's been out. It's been out in uh, China and Japan for like what three uh, years? I think it's Korea. Korea, like two, but but in like like two to three years. So it's been refined yeah, it's been and, it, and it looks great. And I I, I was originally made aware of it because our, our our friend Phil Kohler tweeted something like he just started he made, the game in America. He made an amazing character, yeah. Oh no no, it was just that like the chat when you load up the game is just like free gold, buy gold, buy gold. Like this game has been out for like a fucking hour. Oh, there was already people. To t- it's free to play, so. Um, yeah, anybody can give it a there's, shot. There's also a, there's an MMO called uh, Black Desert. Yeah, Black Desert. And they mm-hmm. just released uh, their character creator for free. Tyler, Black Deserts matter. Yeah, that's true. That's they true. Do. Uh, they just released their character creator for free. Um, and it's like, the thing the game is known for is like having an insanely detailed character creator. That's kind of an awesome demo. That lets you make like really upsettingly uh, malformed characters. Mm. Uh, so, so if you just Google like bad black desert characters, there is mm. a there is a wealth of of incredibly horrifying creations. Nice. 
Uh, I'm also going to bring up Albedo Eyes from Outer Space, because speaking of titles that drive me nuts when looking at them, I can't read that without thinking, Eyes from Outer Space. Eyes without of sail? No, no, wait, well, uh, Albedo. <laughs> that is my favorite pasta when I go back to Italy. Nice, mm. nice. Dark Cloud 2 coming to PS4. It's weird seeing Dark Cloud score higher as a re-release on like on PS4 than it did as a series back in the day. I, I remember everyone fucking loved it. No, all I, the I critics the just praised it endlessly. I thought it was okay. I, I only played a little bit of it, and I don't think it sold well at all. Yeah, it didn't. So I, I never know. played it. Yeah. You never played it? No. Yeah. It no, because the review scores. I remember it was poised to do very well, and it mm-hmm. didn't. It did not fare very well in reviews. And people reviewing these remakes and re-releases are like, "Yeah, it's really great." Sounds like there's a dark. Cloud no, no, no. I think one. I think it's something people couldn't get past in the PS2 era that now they realize. Like, eh, well, for me, it was like Dark Cloud One just had that like Zelda knockoff mm-hmm. look, even though that's not what the kind of game it was. But well, people called it a Zelda killer, and then it yeah. came out it was very much not a Zelda killer. Yeah, I think. But that then was... Dark Cloud Two, everyone just had nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of Dark Cloud One. Then. Yeah, yeah, and it's the, yeah, and they changed the art style. It's like cell shaded, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's cell shaded. It looks beautiful. It's, uh, it's about Cloud Strife. He's dyed his hair black, exactly, uh-huh. and he's wearing a lot of eyeliner. You're, you're actually a kid who looks like he stepped out of a Charlie Chaplin picture because he's wearing a newsboy cap and some overalls. He carries a big wrench, and I guess he, I really should play this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it's lovely. So uh, it's PS4. Yeah, PS2 but, classics. But it's, or? It's, well, it's yeah. They've been bringing PS2 games to PS4, and uh-huh. it's really just like I wouldn't really even say upres. It's just like they're they're made HD friendly, right? And I think maybe put into widescreen. Mm. I haven't tried the other ones, Mark of Cree, etc. But uh, I remember Tyler uh, when you guys ran an article about how like you shouldn't buy these for. PS4 because you can just emulate them beautifully on PC yeah. for free. Um, yeah, that emulator is really great. We did, and uh, not assuming you bought the original copies on PS2. No, like mm-hmm. there is, yeah. Like I have to put that caveat in. We don't endorse stealing games. I do, by the way. But you can, like, there's literally an emulator on PC where you can oh, you just stick put your disc in. the disc in yeah. and play yep. it and make it look beautiful. And like yep. that's really cool. Now, we, we streamed the uh, speaking it's, of it's new suggested release, that you. Rip the like you don't want to play it off the disc. Oh, it played much you? faster if it was on your hard drive. But and, and that is perfectly legal to back <laughs> up your game. Uh, and and we speaking of new releases, X Files, X Files this week comes back. I don't know what that is. The new show, the the new season of the show. I feel like I'm I way spent, too drunk. I spent two um, hours last night on archive.org trying to find my X Files <laughs> fan page. On, wow. Like my GeoCities fan page, and I couldn't. And I was so mad. But we we spent all we spent an hour today. Streaming X Files, what Resistor Serve? Yeah, the PS2 game. Playing it off a of PS2, oh and it looked like fucking garbage. Yeah. It, like not it, surprised. it could not. Yeah. It was it my, has uh, all the voice actors in it. It was my first Mulder review Scully. on PSM. Wow, 2004. Uh, YouTube.com/slash Laser Time Network. If you want to see it. Good lord. Yes. Sorry about the sound. I don't know why you're taking the conversation out there when the truth is in here. Chris. <laughs> Uh, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. It's out on Friday. It's happening, motherfuckers. I am so excited. Friday, so, so excited. So yeah, none of us have played it yet. I'm so short sighted. This is my most anticipated game of the year. Uh, <laughs> it is. Sure that, I mean, I want to like it because I didn't like Sticker Star all that much. I didn't like Sticker Star even slightly. Not not yeah. too excited for a new Mass Effect or anything. Just this is it. That's not happening this year. Yeah, it'll probably happen. Yeah. It's good at hitting those. Yeah, dates. they're gonna hit their dates. I can't. Uh, but it's like if you have it's no so gameplay. It's so weird how much I love Mass Effect. 
and, and you're upset or not interested. No, no, I no. Feel no. The same way. Oh, I'm interested, but it's just like I'm. It's they did such a good job. So hats off. But like, this is the first time I ever am surprised. Like, surprised by my own reaction of like, I really hope the multiplayer comes back. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't believe for a game that was so story driven and single player focused, that multiplayer was. So much fun. Was, Me and was, like we play. I played a hundred hours of just the multiplayer. I don't. I don't uh, know if I love their philosophy on it, God but like damn it, the it idea fun. that like you you build your own shepherd, you play through this epic story with him, and then you can take him into this multiplayer arena with your friends. Yeah, fuck that's all really, that. You build a completely different character. Yeah, but but like, still, but still, like like the idea that you could spend more time in this universe with these characters in this multiplayer environment. Dude, it makes that, it, it makes it seem like the story never died. Well, guess what? It's EA, so don't worry. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. They said they said on multiple occasions we will not make a game without multiplayer. It is. Anymore. It was like in an era of tacked on multiplayer. It was probably the best. It was like, the best tack on. I made so many fun characters. We like, dude, me what and Grim and Carolyn and, and Cheryl. Like, we mm-hmm. played. I know. At dozens and dozens of hours of that shit. I like, it was. So I remember good. Evan saying he spent like. I didn't even Evan buy. I didn't even buy yeah. Mass Effect, but I spent. He spent forty dollars in like the first week. It's so on. Good. Uh, yeah, just unlocks because he loved it. I style. just, uh, I just feel ennui. I feel Henry's French name about ennui. It, it coming back. I'm, I'm just like ah, ennui, giblet. Mass Effect was just just special, yeah. experience. Like, and now I got new characters and new. I don't, know, I don't mind you hiding details from me, but when you announce a game three years before it comes out and yeah. never show any gameplay, it looks weird. Yeah. Does that Devil May Cry? We'll see. We'll see at E3. <laughs> we'll see at E3. He's today. Oh, what? Right. We were talking about something else. It's a great game. This. Sorry, I forgot. I derailed us, uh, but Brett was actually going to make a point about something before I brought I up Mass Effect. I think it was just that multiplayer was good. No, no, before Mass Effect. Even. Multiplayer is really? good, Brett. I don't even remember. <laughs> Fire right. bad, and that's In for sure. Uh, so originally, when we talked about the top five, uh, and we're looking at Boy and His Blob, one mm-hmm. of the things we're talking about is like, well, why don't we do other Wii mm-hmm. exclusives that deserve a second life on another system? And one of the ones we were looking at was Zack and Wiki, yeah. and we decided not to, which is good because uh, it's coming to Wii U. It's, mm-hmm. It will already be on Wii U by the time you hear this. Good. I may have signed the papers for this. This is a, this yeah. is such a, a charming game. I'm... Uh, I was definitely because one of the last the last year, well, the last couple years I was there, I was really involved with like the virtual console and PS PS One Classic stuff. So this, I remember when they announced. Like when NOA first emailed us, like, oh hey, these are the these two games that are in the list. Because um, un- unlike things like Mega Man Legends or, or X Four and Five or even the Mega May stuff that we did, like I had nothing to do with these games being selected mm-hmm. at all. Um, but because I was in that email chain and I'm the one, like, let me print out the forms and get them signed and send them back to NOA and send them a PDF and all that, all that great stuff that has to happen before you get to play Metroid on your Wii U. Uh, you have to do all this paperwork. Uh, and I feel like I did the paperwork for this game. That's a cool story. <laughs> it is a cool story, bro. Yeah. Well, look, for me, look, yeah. look, look, look. Uh, I don't know. Just to have a mundane story, like, I, I love adding mundane. Normally, you would want to add, like, fantastical elements to stories, mm-hmm. but now having done this for 10 years, I love adding 
realistic, mundane horseshit hmm. to demystify yep. all of this. Brett yeah. did paperwork, and it's like this is here because I read six dozen emails, yeah. and and you sent another email a week later. Really, because really I thought it, it was yeah. because you and everyone else were she- seated at a shadow council in a darkened room, yeah, yeah. wringing your hands and saying, "How, how can, how can we- I irritate people today? Yes. How yeah. can we fuck our fans out of I more money? To, I need to buy a sandwich. What game shall we release on Wii U?" Yeah. Uh, uh, also, well, Zach, Zach and Wiki is it's the charming adventures of so a cool. pirate boy and the monkey from Mega Man Legends. Yeah, it's data for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they they solve puzzles using motion control. Yeah, it's Very, one of the yeah. best Wii U game, Wii games. Period. Yeah, it's it's one of the one, only ones that like really uses yep. everything you Before buy a Wii for to the fullest. Us, did any of us review it? Did you no. play it? Charlie, I, I I finally bought a copy because I felt guilty, but uh, I still haven't played it. Request for Barbarossa's treasure. Yeah, Barbarossa. Everyone loves subtitles. As many words you can, mm. you can add in the title. Do also it. coming to Wii U eShop is uh, Super Mario Advance Four. Right? Just Mario Three, right? Yeah, which is very confusing. Uh, yeah, this Mario Advance One is my is the best Mario game. Mm-hmm. Mario, Mario Two. Yeah, <laughs> Mario mm-hmm. Advance Two is Mario World. Mm-hmm. Mario Advance Three is Yoshi's those, Island. Those are <laughs> those games are so fucking great. Yeah. They are so. These are all the GBA remasters, dude. They're 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 so re, they're remade so well. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to gush about it, but I really do like them. I, I I didn't get to play them until my DS Lite, which like um, when you shove in a GBA cart, the standby mode doesn't work. Yeah. So the battery's still on. I'm just excited to see these on a new platform that maybe can take advantage of certain things a little better. I love this game. Because I can't play Mario 3 any other way, that's for sure. It's different. It's a remake. It's streamlined. It's not really. It mm-hmm. is. It adds, it adds weird new elements. There are new it, graphics, and almost all of them have a multiplayer mode that you right. really don't talk about. Exactly. It's like, again. here's a bunch of crap that isn't, I... Isn't I, it also like it came out the same time as... Or around the same time as the uh, the e-reader, and so it, yeah. like there were cards you could swipe yeah, for Yeah, I think it. it had e-reader cards, oh, yeah. God. Which is the worst. That that was such a... Hey, we're trying! Can we talk about that for a second? The Game Boy Advance e-reader? That's yeah, such a weird so peripheral. Each, each car... Like, it didn't even come out in Europe. So this is a North yeah. American thing. So it's like this thing that you would plug into the GBA slot, and then you would buy cards, like a pack, like a Magic the Gathering booster pack, yeah, that has five them. cards, and you swipe them. One. And then you'd have two, to swipe the other side. Three. And you hope. Four. Five, I can now play Donkey Kong, <laughs> or I could just yeah. play fucking Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was very. It's interesting that that even worked, yeah, it's but an it interesting is interesting way to distribute games. Yeah, it, it, it. But it's one of those things like, mm, is this the best way we could deliver this content? Like, it's a know. very Japan thing. Mm-hmm. We tell uh, people to buy you, things out of vending machines, and they will. You have <laughs> to understand, barcode reader toys were very big. Oh yeah, in Japan. like barcode battler. And, yeah, yeah. Um, they were. What else was in? Did um, one of them make it sort of big in the U.S. Um, at least for a minute. I think there were a bunch of uh, Saab and Saturn uh, uh, Skylander figures. That was very, that should have been funnier, but uh, I couldn't deliver it. I well. remember in the US when there was like I think it was like a nap, uh, uh, seen on TV sort of product. That was just a barcode scanner that would just show you 
like the information in the barcode and like the idea is you'd go around the supermarket. That was scanning one of the first apps I ever downloaded for for no reason. Yeah, you you you, you scan the UPC and you find out how, what the price is everywhere on the internet, but like. But I'm in Walmart, and maybe I don't want to save four cents. Yeah, I'm get my car. And why are you days. in Walmart if you don't want to save four cents? <laughs> yeah, well, touche to hypothetical me. It's it's it. God, such a fucking like rich asshole. It's like, and anyone who's like in Walmart and then scans it and goes, oh, "It's two dollars cheaper." Too at Target. much. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get on the bus and go to Target. I'll take my Ford Focus elsewhere. Cheaper. <laughs> Let's just jump along to God damn it. it really is the worst. And now we've got an anachronistic uh, beer can falling on the tile floor uh, sound, wedged in with all the others. But a little, a little piece of Anne, who now, now I'm, but now I'm I, missing I, a lot. I do love Brett when you or anyone else who isn't on the show very much comes on because that show, that sound always throws them for a loop. That's like, what, what the and fuck I've heard is it before, this? and I'm just yeah. like fucking. God. Well, it's just like even the Cape Crisis sounds every week. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's that long? <laughs> the trumpet fade out is nine minutes? Mm-hmm. There's we, just this dull... <laughs> for the half the fucking show. We've all been uh, influenced heavily by Comedy Bang Bang, which has the... Uh, I've never seen it. That like, like, No, the, the podcast. I've never heard it. It has like, this, this weird trumpet fanfare... I forget which segment it introduces, but Scott Ackerman always gets this, like, Ooh. no, you can't interrupt it. The host, Scott uh, Ackerman... So you can't interrupt this. <laughs> well, it's, it's and it goes on forever. It's more yeah. that like if you stuck through the hour and a half to get here, <laughs> is your time really important? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know oh. the spreadsheet you're working in sucks, mm. but there's well, got to be. Uh, you got to get some uh, comedy bang bang in your education, Brett. Yeah. But that I has nothing know. to do with game I, news. You know what? Never, you've never met a man who who is on more podcasts. Who listens to none? Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of true. Yeah, I listen to ninety-nine percent Invisible. Uh, I was trying to get us back on track. <laughs> uh, Mike Tyson, got... everyone's favorite Mike Tyson, is coming mm-hmm. to UFC too. I do like Mike Tyson. I, I uh, like Mike Tyson mysteries a lot. Um, just that that documentary on Netflix, Chasing Tyson, is really mm. cool. Um, not not that I love Tyson; <laughs> he's kind of a monster. Uh, but that's sort of what made him interesting. He still and he still is. He hasn't really done anything sports-wise in no. 20 years. He hasn't. He's coasting on his uh, his image. But the, the, the documentary is about how Evander Holyfield couldn't get legitimized because Tyson existed in the world but wouldn't fight him. Mm-hmm. But that people knew Tyson existed in the universe and wouldn't fight Evander Holyfield. Well, you're not really the champ. You're holding the belt. Mm. But who the fuck are you? Right. You're a guy who got his ear bitten half off. Exactly. Well, that, and that's him talking about it. Like, yeah, I know I was losing, and I just wanted to make him stop beating on me. <laughs> He's a better fighter. That's I had to bite him. I knew I was gonna do it. Is it just, Joe Pesci? Uh, I bit him twice. <laughs> that's a freaking within the whole. I'm just watching you gesture with that glass of wine filled to the top, and I'm. Uh. God, I should stop. to slosh all over the this place. Is, this is me, by the way, trying to be healthy. If I seem too drunk. Um, wine. Try, try not to drink beer. Well, not that beer with like a 4% alcohol I that know, builds I, this gut that is now yeah. building an indention in my pants. 35 years old, man. I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> That's why I wanted you to buy this. Uh, I did. I bought se- it's Thank 7% you. alcohol. It's great. It's much better. 
Uh, but it was it was it was twice as much as thirteen. I beers. know. So it looks like uh, yeah, he's going to be in UFC two yep. in two forms. Looking at the Polygon article, mm-hmm. when he was heavyweight champion from eight, 1986 to nineteen ninety, and quote legacy Mike Tyson with the facial tattoo he got in two thousand three. Oh, good. Right before his last professional victory, and also the so, um, but he still has hair apparently. So it's not mm. modern day Mike Tyson. It's again Mike Tyson mysteries. Mike Tyson. It comes with a uh, child eating mini game where you eat children in front of Allah, which is just a, loosely paraphrasing two sentences from Mike Tyson said in a row. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like that, <laughs> that painting of Cronus by uh, Goya, where he's eating yeah. his son. Mm. Yeah. If I, if I ever become a famous boxer, I'm going to get a face tattoo. Also. I think there's still time. You could be the best Canadian boxer of all time. I mean, be. you get knocked out in four seconds, and it would still be a, it'd still be a milestone. <laughs> well, it was a lot better. Oh, I'm doing the wrong accent, but <laughs> I just started into it. <laughs> I was going to say it's a lot better than the, than the two seconds. Of the, I'm the last guy. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. In this mic oh, yeah. Uh, here's a news article about Fire Emblem Fats, the famous blues singer. We can move on. Well, Fire Emblem Fates new- getting its own 3DS <laughs> XL with no game oh, with yeah. it. You don't see this. No one. game. No, there's no game with it. Apparently. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> I thought I read that. I could be wrong. You have the article open. We told the news reporter. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no game with it. But Marvel um, will feature an artwork inspired the, by the game and will cost two hundred dollars. It really, um, it yeah, the game itself won't be included as part of the package. What the fuck? Okay, you got there. Who does that? Is everyone hammered? Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I just like to roll with whatever everyone else's mood is. Don't huh? break the root, the mood then. Don't break the root. All right, fine. I won't break the root. I'll call the Beach Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael uh, you've no. got a rude mood. Going the, the, on. The, I don't need it. You Baba Yaga, don't make me take you down to Grokomo. <laughs> Which is really where your home base in the next Zelda Grokomo? Yes. Grokomo. Uh, you know who else comes from Grokomo? Oh, it's uh, Baba Yaga, who's getting DLC in Rise of the Tomb Raider next really? week. Really? Civilization yeah. song? What? No, never mind. The Russian baby thing? Yes, the, the <laughs> Russian witch who lives in a house that walks around on chicken feet. <laughs> this is happening. So like a quest to take her out? Like, I guess, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're you're trying to find the magical chicken toe you don't, of Baba Yaga. You don't have the rubles. <laughs> Sorry. Is there a synopsis for this? You'll see. I was I was talking about uh, Baba Yetu. Oh, I see. Christopher. Tony. I mean, does she fight like Yetis and Baba Yaga now, or are they? I haven't yeah. played the last Tomb Raider, so uh... I'm assuming. All right. Well. Okay. Well. It, it uh, includes a new tomb and hours of additional gameplay. Okay. And Vols Bobby again. <coughs> That's coming um, out on PC soon, and I bet Laura's hair is going to look yep. stringy and weird. Uh, Rampa is coming to that's PC. Exciting. Yeah, that's, that's so you weird. You no longer have to have a Vita to play it. It will find a whole new audience, I'm sure. Hey, I haven't, I haven't played it. Probably be lumped in with all the weird Korean visual novels through, that everyone ignores. If you can get through the first five hours of that game, you'll fall in love with it. 
immediately. Uh, yeah, great mm. characters and exceptional soundtrack. The music, totally. the music is outrageously is good. So oh, yeah. good. We did a VG Empire called Hits and Homicides. Uh, it's the same composer as No More Heroes. Really, God Hand. Really. Uh, I forget. I'm forgetting the name because it's not something I committed to memory, and it was almost two years ago. But mm. yeah, great, great soundtrack. Um, you remember The Witness, that game that Jonathan Blow Apparently revealed? Apparently it's coming the, out. The PS4, it's coming out, uh, it's it's listed on Steam and Humble Bundle for $40. 40 get out of here. Yeah. So my, my friend 40 Char- American dollars. Come on, the last time I thought about that, that game, my friend Charlie Barrett previewed it at Jonathan Blow's house. Uh, and really? he, Not only has he not appeared in a podcast in a year, he hasn't written a goddamn thing in three. And um, <laughs> he's traumatized by the experience. Yeah, of, no, uh, not that. Not that, it's just like... That took for fucking ever. Holy yeah, shit. I mean, yeah, people were complaining about the the price tag, and it's like, I get that it seems strange for an indie game to be 40 bucks, but it's like, I mean, let the, yeah, games, so, let so, the game's quality speak So is Talos Principle. No one yeah. got upset about that. Let's, uh, let's just face facts. Indie developers do not deserve to make money. That's, yeah. that's I, hate it. I hate it when they yeah. make money, actually. Yeah. And, unless you're getting a tote bag or stickers via Patreon, I say no. <laughs> yeah, I say no. Fine. It's fine. Now, they have yeah, to throw in something a tote bag? I did not. Because we cannot what? commit. But man, when you see the poster we have for our Patreon patrons this month, it involves a marriage. It's... <laughs> I mean, what what you're saying? I don't know. I just feel like when you're mad that a game is priced higher than you expected, mm-hmm. you're saying I, you know, I really want this game, and I'm gonna pay it. But the end, I don't want to. But it's like if you really want the game and you're gonna pay it, then that like go go to your first ever economics class at supply and demand. You want it. It's True. priced correctly if you're still gonna pay it. But if I it's think priced too high for I you think to pay. His it, previous game, almost ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, won the hearts of everybody by being cheap and sure. available very easily. And now he's kind of a known but entity like, and he's using in a his... very small community of people. Mm-hmm. It's so small. No, I think people know. I think people know Blow. Actually, Blow is one of the most popular things. <laughs> in people the are complaining States. that Blow is expensive. Holy shit! Let mm-hmm. me tell you some stories. Yeah, yeah. Before we R.I.P. Blowfly. <sighs> by the way. Like, so we don't confuse the. I don't know what that reference is. Ah, it's an old rapper. He died this week. Oh, that's sad. The voice of Robin Hood? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm not going to be mad at a $40 game that apparently took like eight years to make. Can you pretend? I'm being sensed. I'm pissed. There you go. They're pissing in in your eye just by charging money for it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Before, you could just kind of subtly imply that this game was educational and $20 and your parents would buy it for you, and now it's $40. What the fuck? I guess, actually, like, if I had heard it was $20, that would have, like, clicked more with me, and I would have been like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that sounds fine. So, yeah, $40 does seem like more than I expected. Lots of comparable games are $40. For a game that's that's telling you up front, you have no idea how to play me. This This is not an impulse buy. Uh, you have to give a lot to me, and I'm going to be very short. It may, it Undoubtedly, may it, dude, it'll be totally short. No, it sounds well, like it says it's going to be uh, up to 100 hours to play. Stand corrected for a up. completion for a completionist. Mm. It's I yeah, mean, it's like forty dollars. It's like, or you could pay you know twelve dollars to go see a movie for two hours, and you're done. Yeah, but it's like what I look. No, what I'm that. saying the value for money, even at forty dollars, even if the game is ten hours, it's like oh, yeah. you got a pretty good deal. That's true. That's yeah. true. <clears throat> I mean, I'm just more. I'm like, I'm just not. I don't get mad about anything like that. Obviously, I'm mad. I'm just baffled. It I took care. that long. And I'm, I'm, I wanted the game four, five years ago. 
Yeah, I just get and, interested in pricing. But I think there are people more interested in this game than you realize, Chris. I don't know that you... No, I, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> you, like, talk to people who are... Like, I know people how, who are like... How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, I don't, I don't we think, don't leave this kitchen. I don't think you're you saying talk. I don't have blow friends? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, you have blow friends. Um... And one and fish, two fish. I got fuck friends. <laughs> well, we have blow blow, friends. we have blow parties. Uh huh. Right. Um, yeah. Uh huh. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think like I know people who are like just over the moon, just like ah, oh, the witness is coming out. I'm so excited, and I'm not one of them because I thought Brent was a bunch is- of fucking bullshit. But are there other segments to this show? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no. In <laughs> fact, we do not have a community segment this week, and it is not segmenting in the community. And last week's question of the week was not, oh, wow. what's to... your favorite song uh, that you discovered purely by playing a game? So, real quick, you so you answered this last week. Yes. Yeah. What did you say last week? I wasn't here. Uh, Juice Newton's Queen of Hearts. Fuck. So... Okay, is that well, yours too? No, but I do use it in an episode of 302010 that's coming up. And <laughs> Oh, yeah, that came up. That's I, a weird, I was listening to it. That's a weird that, connection. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, I thought for sure you would have mentioned uh, Block Party's Helicopter in... Uh, that is another good one. Because I remember when you were reviewing it back in... In uh, o- getting up contents under pressure. Like, that was the yeah. high point of the game for me. Yeah, because this, this was actually literally 10 years ago. Like, February 06 or something. Where mm-hmm. you were like, oh, and this really cool part with... Somehow that stuck with me. Anyway. Yeah. Helicopter. Understandable. Did you have one yourself? Not off the top of my head. All right. I should have thought about it more. So, uh, first person to respond in the forums was Cody, uh, who said... and So, Cody gets read first. Easily Utada Hikaru's Thank Sanctuary you. Thank you. from Kingdom Hearts. My favorite piece of VG... Oh, man. Of video game music. Uh, you should look up her song Automatic. It's a great one. Runners up are Combichrists, Never ah. Surrender from DMC. Oh, man. Yeah, those are good. Then the, uh, the last console game I liked, but I love the music by Noisia as Noisia's well. Noisia's good shit in that yeah. game. It's really nice. I'll also mention Pokemon as well as Animal Crossing, especially the 5 p.m. and 6 p.m. themes, hey. as that's usually when I played, but those are still the best in my opinion. So it goes without saying that I love the VG Empire featuring them. Oh, yeah. We played them oh, all. Man. No, we did one. Way to listen to our shit, man. It was just me and Chris, and I'm like, Chris, we're going to do a VG Empire that's every song from the GameCube Animal Crossing. <laughs> do, do, do. It's morning time. Do, do, do. Dig up bugs. And like, like, uh, uh, it's funny if you go back and listen to, to it, you had a great time. I just, before I had a job, it was awesome. Like, that shit scored my childhood. Uh, you were 20. Uh, Stabby, uh, Stabby Joe said, uh, "Wow, Azura's Wrath, which is basically if David Cage did Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> wow. That's not a bad comparison. That's remarkably accurate. Uh, used some excellent classic music very well with the tongue-in-cheek, over-the-top visuals of the game. The best notable track being in a fight on the moon before you get stabbed through the Earth itself. Uh, the much less exciting title of the track being New World Symphony, Symphony Number no. Nine, by Dvorak." Vorsak. Uh, Vorsak. Which makes no sense. There's no S in there, but whatever. Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ozzer's Wrath, a weird game if there ever was mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But, Corey, Corey uh, Noob said, uh, Still Alive from Mirror's Edge is a great jam. Uh, they played the song with the game's trailer, and I was sold. I had a copy of the song on my PS3 and would play it in games like Wipeout 
that allowed imported playlists. Uh, if I remember correctly, the play up, uh, they played the song once in the game at the very end where, spoilers, uh, you jump off a platform and kick somebody hanging from a helicopter. Portal fucked that song's SEO. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. You can't yeah. find that song unless which, which you're like... This, the Mirror's Edge song is the better song. Oh, yeah. You have to type in um, Still Alive Mirror's Edge. There was a great Mirror's Edge speedrun during AGDQ was this there? year. That was so fun to watch. It was, blew my fucking mind. Like, the, he didn't, like, succeed at every attempt, but it was, like, yeah. showed off bugs that I was like, yeah. that's incredible. Like, you can wall kick in midair, and it creates a wall under you you can then jump off of. Yeah. And it so was nuts. He went out of the level all the time and, like, did crazy stuff. Yep. Uh, nuclear Astro Jesus. I finished the name part way through. Nuclear, Nuclear Astro Jesus. Astro Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we did karaoke on the weekend, so Chris is. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I don't care if sing. it rains or freezes, as long as I've got my Nuclear Astro Jesus. Yeah, pick up your receiver. I'll make uh, you believe it. <laughs> anyway, he said, uh, despite having grown up in the '80s and '90s, I was late as hell to '80s music. As such, GTA. Uh, Wait. Vice City. GTA Vice City. I almost tried to say Gatavik. 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 Mm-hmm. As such, Gatavik was a gold mine for me. The two that had the longest standing oh. effect on me were Roxy's Music's More Than This. So good. And mm. Joe Jackson's Steppin' Out. Steppin' Out is great. Steppin' Out. Both led me to being a fan of both acts over 10 years later. That's cool. Yeah, GTA is. Probably mm. where a lot of people discovered a lot of music. I hope. Oh yeah, Dude, absolutely. They put really good music. I've in been living games. here for ten years. I lost my radio. Nobody exposes me to mu- new music of the new assholes and GTA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the Rocket League menu. And the Rocket yeah, League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dreamsphere said, "Max Payne 2. That game introduced me to a band that has been mentioned on this podcast before, Poets of the Fall, uh, with the song Late Goodbye." It's played fully at the very end in the credits, if memory serves me well. But random characters sing it badly all the way through the game. There's a janitor you talk to who's listening to the song, singing it terribly. That scene and song has stuck with me since first playing it and introduced me to a cool Finnish band. Um, Crazer said, after playing Tales from the Borderlands, I have been listening to pretty much all the opening songs from each episode. But my favorite has to be the song that closed out the whole season... Uh, my Silver Lining by First Aid Kit. Uh, those are some of the best uh, like musical opening sequences in games. The really? Tales from the Borderlands ones? Yeah. They're awesome. I mean, I can't remember specifics about all the songs, but just really fun. Really fun to watch Like the, the, the choreography, the characters, the songs. Uh, Kelton93 said GTA San Andreas helped introduce me to 90s hip-hop. I didn't listen to much of any before it came out, so when I first started the game, I stuck mostly to the classic rock and country stations. Me too. However, on a whim, I switched over to the hip-hop station, and it was one of those, oh, I get it now moments. I began digging into the output of NWA, Tupac, and the others. The rest is history. Mm. Uh, Tranquil Bees 22 said, uh, my all-time favorite one, Tranquil Bez. Sorry, thank you. Jeez, get it right, asshole. Uh, my all-time favorite one would have to be Knights of Sidonia. Sidonia. Shit, I can't oh, say yeah, anything. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, by Muse, thanks to Guitar Hero 3 Legends of Rock. Guitar Hero 3 was not only my first music game, but one of the first games I owned on PS3. 
Muse have gone on to become one of my favorite bands of all time. I thought he was going to say Muse have gone on to become a popular band. Uh, and Guitar Muse Hero have 3. have gone on to become racked with cocaine and alcohol addiction. I don't think so. They're like 40 now. No. Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've gone on to be fine. They've settled down. Uh, and Guitar Hero 3 was my gateway game to an entire genre. It's one of the best live shows I've ever seen, yeah. Yeah, by the way. Honorable mention goes to Misery Business by Paramore for appearing in Saints Row 2 and Guitar Hero World Tour. I already managed to get the song played on Cheap Popcast. <laughs> I fucking love that song, and Haley Williams is fucking a fucking badass. Uh, I remember, uh, man, the Guitar Hero three. Like when they, one of the appointments when they were showing it up the first time, they were asking like the room, like, "Hey, what song do you want us to show off?" And I saw Knights of Sidonia on the list, and I'm yeah. like, "Knights of Sidonia," <sighs> and the guy's like, "Because it's like the last it's, song you like. It's one of the hardest it's songs." Hard. In the game. And the guy, the guy, the demo doing the demo was just like, "Jesus fucking Christ." <laughs> Yeah, that's all. Why did I ask this question? Yeah, why did I ask? And I'm just like, do the hard one. Shick <laughs> uh, Mofo said, I started listening to Theory of a Dead Man way back when I first played Indigo Prophecy, a.k.a. Fahrenheit. Oh, this came up in VG Empire this uh-huh. week. When I was first in control of the main character in their home and turned on the stereo, I really enjoyed the tracks it played. I looked them up and acquired several of their albums. They were they were enjoyable at the time until I started to feel like the main singer was just writing bad songs about his heartbroken ass on the more recent <laughs> albums. One song would be about how much he loves his girl, and then the next song would be about how this bitch came back the very next day and how much he hates her. It's not how I remember that song. The bitch came back the very, very next day. day. <laughs> the bitch came back. I thought yeah, she was a Yeah, we did uh, that VG Mini, the Omicron thing, and uh, we are talking about, oh, David Bowie helped do the music, and then uh, Rudden mentioned... Uh, Comic-Con. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he mentioned, like, oh, and then the next uh, David Cage uh, Quantic Dream game was Indigo Prophecy, and that had mm-hmm. music from... Theory of a Dead Man. Omicron to Major uh, T-Boy said, in terms of music not made specifically for games, I was obsessively into Need for Speed Most Wanted, the original, and SSX3. Uh, both had great soundtracks that I still listen to, like the Jason Nevins remix of Rockstar by Nerd, N-E-R-D, mm-hmm. and uh, Shapeshifter by Cell Dweller, songs still prevalent on my workout playlists. I was an angsty kid. Conritter said the original Borderlands use of Ain't No Rest for the Wicked by Cage the Elephant was such a perfect intro I downloaded the album it's from and instantly became a fan. I liked it and then it got played on the radio for t- yeah. till today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, King Poobar said <laughs> <laughs> King Poobar uh, playing GTA 5 for the first time there was one song that stuck out to me El Sonido wait what is that? Sonidito? El Sonidito. Michael, yeah. you're Mexican, El right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I've been I've been flubbing like all of these. I'm reading through like a... From the Echiceros band. I, I'm reading through a ridiculously cracked iPhone screen. I apologize. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from the Echiceros band. I don't know why I love it so much and have no idea what they are yelling at me, but goddamn is it a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obi Sean Kenobi said, uh, "God only knows from a Bioshock Infinite." That is a great, great jam. The hmm. Barbershop Quartet version of the Beach, the Beach oh, Brothers yeah, song. Yeah. And the oh, Beach yeah. Brothers. Uh, song. I mean, <laughs> this is a real band. I, I always liked the song when my dad would listen to it on the oldies channel. But hearing it as a Barbershop version of it was surprisingly beautiful. Uh, the what? Am I too slurry? 
No, I just um, Beach Brothers. The the use of the music in the game was one of the best in in the games that didn't help add to the mystery. Yeah, you know, that was that was a really cool part <laughs> of Bioshock Infinite that I think we all tend to forget because like, oh, this is derivative and not very good. No, there's, there, <laughs> there's, there's a whole lot of time. not very good, and that's most of the gameplay. Mm. The design and the environment and the um, the story of it is amazing. Yeah, that's true. Having uh, to play it is excruciating. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was it went conventional shooter with it, and that's really unfortunate. That was one of those games where everyone finished and was like, wow, that was a pretty good game, and then like two days later, that was a bad game. Yeah, I fucking hate it now. Uh, I, I kind of had that experience hated, with it, but where I was like, that wasn't as good as I thought when I finished it, but that uh, happens a lot. So wasn't it a good game? If you saw every one of those things in a movie, you'd be very happy. Silver Supernova said, while, I, while playing Jet Set Radio Future, I discovered the song Hello Allison by Scapegoat Wax. That song and Birthday Cake were stuck in my head for most of my playthrough. <gasps> I love Birthday Cake. Uh, though I was significantly less fond of cake. Aww. Machibo uh, Mato, man. Come on. Extra sugar, extra salt, man. Extra you oil had, and MSG. You had to choose extra salt. One quick Google search led me to discovering Scapegoat Wax as well as their other song. How can Wax be a scapegoat? Oh, no. Boy, the next one. Uh, I'll handle it. Pioneer Spine said in the early 2000s, it seemed like the same five or so songs like Wolf Mother's Woman, Finger Eleven's Stay in Shadow, (laughs) or Kaiser Chief's Ruby would float around from game to game to game. It's true. And while I did tire of those songs, I love all of them. Well, maybe except for Woman. Ruby. (laughs) Woman! I like Kaiser Chief's first album a lot, and the second one, which Ruby is on. I like I Predict a Riot a lot. Oh, yeah. The first album is good, Mm. and the second album is okay. Uh, Anyway, I felt like Block Party's Helicopter uh, was in everything with licensed music between 2005 and 2006. I remember it from Project Gotham Racing 3 and Burnout Revenge, though Wikipedia tells me the song was also in a couple of Guitar Hero games and FIFA 06. Yep. Anyway, video games beat the song into my head until I knew every word, picked up the album, followed the band religiously, and eventually saw them play Terminal 5 in NYC a couple years back. That concert is probably my favorite I've ever been to. Uh, Silent Alarm's a great album. It's, it's really nice. Yeah, um, and I, I love especially it was included in getting up contents under pressure because of the lyrics, three out of five, three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I'm, is it six out of ten, better luck next time. Wow. Uh, love <laughs> Shocker's wow, I didn't rule. Love Shocker's rule, and that's true. Uh, this is the last one, by the way. Love Shocker's rule says, for me, it was Funky Dealer off of the Jet Set Radio Future soundtrack. It was one of my first games, and that soundtrack is one of my all-time... Got a hot hand. Funky do. Uh, That's how the song goes, yeah. Mm. All right, new question of the week. Uh, With the boy and his blob and RE0 and uh, Zack and Wiki all coming out this week, what's a third-party game, a third-party exclusive for a Nintendo system that you would love to see make a comeback? Uh, I think for me, I'd really like to see Deadly Creatures show up on a <laughs> console that I actually want to play. Yeah. Because I didn't really love playing it on Wii. Motion yeah. controls be damned. Yeah, it's a very interesting game. Yeah, uh, it's like Dennis Hopper. and his Dennis Hopper and Billy Bob Billy Thornton. Bob Thornton. Yeah. It's like the humans, but you play as a, a spider. spider and a scorpion. scorpion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you are like running around while you see their boots like digging holes, and there's a story with them. It's a very cool idea, totally wasted. You've got at the eight time. eyes. You've got only. Got well, I think it was one of the Game Sorter UK writers who said that uh, 
you realize late in the game that you're not actually playing as just a tarantula and a scorpion. You're playing as the hand of fate moving to, uh, you know, do these guys harm because they fucking deserve it. Right. Uh, Well, man, if it's... Is this specific to Wii, or is this like all Nintendo third-party games? It could be GameCube, um, N64. if it's that wide, I'll sit here for 30 minutes and never think of something. So for Wii, Hmm. specifically, it would be Red Steel 2, because uh, that's one of those games I released when... Or that I reviewed when nobody. I never, I never played it, but I watched had, you. You play it with the expansion that we motion plus like, thing. So like everyone had left Wii U by then, and we were doing super reviews by this point on at Radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just Wii, not Wii U. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, Wii. So and, and then make sure to distinguish that throughout the rest. I don't of want to anecdote. confuse anyone. Anecdote? No, no. I uh, want, I want two E's or one I from here on out. But uh, yeah, no, it, it was, it was. Outside of Metroid Prime Trilogy, it was one of the best uses of the motion controls where, like, it, it felt empowering and integral and not, like, this tacked on, yeah, this game could totally exist without the motion controls. Because if you remove them, I don't think you even have as many options. Like, maybe if you did something with the two sticks, it might work. But there was something with the Wii Motion Plus, it worked so well of, like, you're... And it had nothing to do with the first Red Steel. Like, it was not this lame shooter and whatever was going on with that game. But it was this, like sci-fi western thing so it was more like you know tri- Trigun or something like that or Full Metal Alchemist maybe but remember it had a really unique opening where you're just being dragged behind a motorcycle looking yeah. at your tied wrists yeah there's that and then just like when you when you actually get your sword you get all these cool motion control moves where like you f- it, it, all these prompts will come up on the screen so it's like it's a shooter so you're like yeah you're pointing the remote at the screen like a gun but then like these prompts will come up like somebody's running up behind you and you would like gesture as if you had a katana and like yank behind you and you just, like, one-hit kill someone behind you, and it shows you this, like, one second, like, whoa, that guy's dead. And then, oh, shit, someone's coming from the left. Gesture, get him, and then gesture forward, and you dash at this person, and then gesture up, and you uppercut them in the air, like, Dragon Ball style, and then you fly up in the air. Like, it's a Marvel vs. Capcom combo or something. Nice, nice. I don't know, it was just one of the most fun things I did on Wii in the last, like, couple years of its existence, and, like, I just feel like nobody played it. Can you commit seppuku by pointing the Wii Motion Plus at yourself? I, you know, probably. Hmm. I don't right. remember doing that, and I don't, I don't think that's in there. But man, it sounds like such a perfect thing that I'm like, surely. Hmm. Uh, no, that's as far as Wii specifically. That's definitely the first game that comes to mind. This is a hard category for me, but <laughs> PC gamer. Mm-hmm. But I guess Mad World was pretty weird. Yeah, there cool. you go. The only problem with that is I feel like Platinum has just. Made other versions yeah. of Mad World for the past. Anarchy yeah. Reigns was not since uh, Mad, World. Mad World. No, but I mean, like now they're doing a lot of licensed, uh, like beat 'em ups. Yep. Basically, that are like. No, you're right. It's them doing mm-hmm. that. It's that Transformers. Ninja Turtles game is is kind of Mad World. The uh, Transformers game. Transformers they did the game is kind of Mad game, World. Uh, and it's just it's all kind of they're really good at making mm-hmm. like a. We pretty, learned how to make very small, a pretty like, good like beat 'em up, boxy yeah. small games that have. Are oozing with personality. Yeah, yeah. Transformers is fun. Mm-hmm. But Mad World was cool just because it was like 
I, I remember we were all kind of excited about it because it was like we could make fun of it and make fun of the VO and like it was no, weird. It was, that was not what it was from it was the beginning. Fat bad into the no, it, but it, it looked like Sin City or a noir game. Yeah, but it was like weird that it was on the Wii because it was like the weirdest game on the Wii. And so that's why we were interested. So last in it. time games took chances. Is all I'm saying. No, well, it was far from that. Uh, but but, on uh, consoles, on consoles, it, it was it was. You don't take a, chances on consoles. No, it was the strangest Wii game yeah. at the time, where it was like wow, like because. Every, you know, Nintendo had typically before the Wii been the You'll Katie, ride a motorcycle, but publisher. you'll never not do it with not riding down a building. But it was so, but it was so <laughs> like, inc- it was so like forcefully like, we're not a kidding Nintendo game. We're going to say a, a yeah. bad word. Hobo chose. The black really bear funny way. Uh, what is it? Smack a fat bad and it's fat. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Greg Proops, who uh, lives here. We could get him to talk about uh, it. It was really endearing in that. I mean, like, Greg Proops himself is like, uh, represents that entire persona to me. Mm -hmm. Because he's not, he just seems like a nice, uh, uh, friendly Canadian. Is he Canadian? He seems Canadian. Uh, He's not. He's from the Bay Area. That's true. He was born here. He's from Marin, I think. I guess I'm thinking of Colin Mockery, uh, who's associated. Um, He's Canadian. But yeah, Mind World introduced Black Baron, which was like, the worst kind of imaginable stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, and then like I think they made the point like, oh, he's not actually black; he's a white dude in blackface. Yeah. Oh, which makes it even worse. Much better. Like, but voiced by a black dude. But then they bring it. They brought him back for Anarchy Reigns in color, and yes, oh, he was yeah. actually a black dude. Uh, a lot of confusion. But le- there. less of an over-the-top uh, stereotype. A lot of confusion. Yeah, I don't, I'm not stop saying, staring. I'm not saying I want that <laughs> part of it back. Because uh, that's that's unfortunate, but uh, it was just a weird, 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 weird Wii game. That uh, I don't know. It's a weird, weird, weird world. Yeah, yeah. and one might even say a mad, 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 that's, mad world. Someone yes. had to connect the reference that's to something people to recognize. Yeah. And I just feel like um, Platinum's doing a lot of stuff now that I'm like, eh, you did, I, I you did a, a Transformers beat 'em up. That's cool. I yeah. guess good, good seven out of ten. And there. a Legend of Korra beat 'em up, and a Ninja Turtles yeah. beat 'em up, mm-hmm. and a regular Bayonetta beat 'em up. But uh, I remember it as being a weird developer, and it just doesn't totally. seem like a weird developer anymore. So, mm-hmm. well, a weird developer can't exist unless AAA people yeah. are unless yeah. they're making money off non-weird games. Yeah. True. Um, I can I say Blast Core? Does that count? Sure. Yeah. I, 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 third party who made that? Uh, it was rare. Well, they it were, was rare. Oh, they were, rare. were like second party at the time. I mean, it's on Xbox One now. I, 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 that's yeah, why that's I true. think it doesn't so, count. It I shouldn't count. But it's yeah. the one I'm thinking of, and I do love Blast. Apparently, really drunk, like just from all the wine yeah. instead of the mm-hmm. beer. Uh, but I've never understood why you want you don't want to show the prowess of your console and you want to see giant buildings blow up. Why don't you make a game based around blowing up buildings and bridges yeah. and things in your way on uh, like in a in a very less than T rated way? <laughs> I love Blastcore. Yeah, you're just it's a puzzle game about destroying things. Like That's no great. one's hurt ever. There was a great uh, AGDQ for that as well, where they what? had the one of the developers Skype in and just talked about the levels as they played. Through. Really, it was incredible. Oh, so I stayed cool. up till two in the morning watching it. Uh, yeah, Blastcore is one of my favorite games that no one ever mentioned. The premise is fucking hilarious. Yeah. There's a truck with a like a nuclear bomb on it right yeah and you're clearing the way so yes. that it doesn't hit anything yeah it's moving at 10 miles an hour no you're, one can stop it. you're destroying yeah. you're destroying entire office complex and bridges and cranes as 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 a hero and it's like why is this truck not on a road 
which would roads, by the way, usually go between buildings. <laughs> but somehow this truck yeah. has decided to take a path through all the buildings. Well, it's like it's been disabled. It so predates just, GPS. Yeah. I understand that aspect yeah. of it. Uh, but but yeah, just out of control. But it seemed like a great way to show off every new effect of your system. I never understood when it, it was one of my favorite N64 games. Period. Um, yep, it was yeah. like my first N64 game, and probably that might have to do with why it was my favorite mm-hmm. because I just and everyone I didn't I, have any of the every games, one of so the pro outlets I talked to who who reviewed Rare Replay like uh, it's it, it's. <laughs> It's shown its age in like it sucks on a 360 con- or a Xbox One controller, sure. but like it it's a it's a concept that deserves to be revisited. I mean, uh, and you need a three prong controller. You, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's fine on the Xbox controller. I played through like half the game in one night. No, but it's not optimized to have your camera move very well. Well, yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. and seeing what you're clearing out like with a real good camera like that would be a fucking famous game. Like yeah. a, it would be a great launch game for any system. Well, at the time, the idea of like camera. Yeah, I know. What we're gonna, we're, we're gonna build yellow buttons yeah. just to control your camera. Yeah. That's how fuck. That's when Blast Course came about. I only yeah. need two buttons because I apparently missed the previous console generation. Yeah. I'll just move the Lakuda around this way. It's uh-huh. uh, so. What's a game that you, uh, a third party game, preferably one that maybe didn't do so well, that you would love to see come back again on another console? Let us know. Go to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. Start the forum thread, if there hasn't been one started already, and you will be read first on next week's show. Just post the question with your answer and hope that other people follow. Otherwise, you can post under the comments for episode 147 at vidgegameapocalypse.com. That's been our show, everybody. Uh, We'll go out with a quick round of plugs, as per always. Uh, Brett, you're the guestiest person here. Hi, I'd like to plug... I was going to think of a joke, but I'm too drunk. Uh, VGEmpire.com, the video game music podcast where we not only like we talked about uh, with Dang and Rampa but also did a Blast Core <laughs> slash Jet Force Gemini episode which was appropriately enough episode 64 that uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also our those dang old rompers <laughs> our uh, pop culture times machine podcast uh, 3020 so much fun which looks at what happened 30 years ago 20 years ago and 10 years ago each week so we move sequentially through January, February, and March. In an incredibly unbiased, yet extremely biased life. Yeah. We but can't it, control what comes up in each Yeah, week, we have but, no control over what happened in 86, 96, and 06. But so we have if you to suggest something it. that comes up that week, we have to talk about yeah. it. So uh, VGEmpire.com and uh, 302010. I don't know if it has its own URL yet, but it's on LasertimePodcast.com or on iTunes. It does have its own. It does. And Tyler, this, this might be the last time you're joining us. It could, I guess it could be. Uh, are you going to be here next week? Yeah, I'll be here next okay. week. Okay. So maybe I could be on next so week. So you, you are leaving soon-ish to follow Anne to the other side of the country. Yeah, I'm moving to the D.C. area where they're having a, a snowstorm right now. Yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's the life I'm adopting. Uh, but we've uh, we've rented a, a beautiful house, and we're going to get a, uh, a puppy. So Real, really, like if you like, no life change can be bad if you're like, hey, but you get a puppy. Yeah, mm. that's true. You do get a puppy. you get a puppy. I hear, I hear people look under lost... your seats. Everybody gets a puppy. Oh, well, that's in what in this World thing War Two, people like... would lose limbs but gain a puppy, and it was just like, 
Oh, that's fine. I'm not complaining. The puppy I'm can not be my limb now and then just yeah, sort of duct tape into the stump. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, I'm nervous, but it's exciting. Uh, I've never lived on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I've uh, never been to Maryland. I've never been to D.C. So Get ready like, for... Have you ever yelled, East Side? Uh, I, no, I've always yelled, West Side. It's going to be weird. I'm well, sorry. Uh, I, I, am I, I going to have to yell, East Side now? Fish out of water. You, you know, were the, the, you were the, the fresh uh, prince of... Uh, the toilets flush the other way over there. Around uh, August, around, around August, I want you to fully appreciate the crippling humidity that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually a little upset about that. The thing is, I'm going to be working from home, so I will never have to leave uh, one room. Uh, <laughs> You're going to be like, like why did great. why did the founding awesome. fathers build an entire state in a swamp? It's yeah. a awful bug-ridden. Yeah, swamp. I know the DC area is uh, a humid. And miserable, mosquito-filled place in the summer. I mean, most of the Midwest. Like, where I'm from. So, uh, the awful, humid summers and freezing-ass winters. I kind of look forward to the winter. I don't mind cold weather. Sure. I can deal with it. Uh, Snow and ice, like, it's fine. Yeah, snow's fine. I'm from Canada. We know about snow. Yeah, you know about snow. Uh, But uh, it's the heat. Because, I mean, I've been through the hot summers in, in Ottawa. Yeah. Which uh, which gets hot and humid and mosquitoes bite you and it's miserable. But you also get uh, thunder and lightning, which we barely get hardly out ever here. out here. Yeah. And I uh, I love that. I love those warm storms where it's like hot out and it's raining and there's lightning. And that like, ah, creeps me the hell out. It's a wonderful. wonderful I grew up time. with a real strong phobia of tornadoes. So uh, ah well, yeah, you don't want you don't want you don't want tornado. Yeah, when That's it's cool. hot and stormy, it's like this ain't good. I don't have to worry about earthquakes anymore though. <laughs> I pick up. Yeah. <laughs> it must have. Anyway, I'll, I'll probably be back oh, on. Goodness. I'm still working at PC Gamer, if that wasn't clear. If people have asked me. I'm, I'm going to work remotely. I'm going to live out there. Uh, yeah, so nothing really changes except I'll be on podcast less. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to come back to the Bay Area. My family still lives here. It's not it's like true. I have no connection here. So mm-hmm. uh, oh, just my, hit me. My yeah, office is still here. So uh it's not so much that it um, stinks; it's that it's warm. Yeah, Chris is Chris both is pretty bad. Yeah. Both aspects. Are Chris's Chris birds are still here. And yep. I, uh, I can't give those up. No, no plugs for Chris. Let's go. I need them. Later <laughs> yeah, time and talking. Chris is already done. Chris needs to plug his ass. Uh, <laughs> you need to plug my ass. I'm not going to plug it. That ass. threat came That's out gross. Uh, in a way that really... didn't benefit me. <laughs> then, it really it didn't. didn't. It was. Uh, now I'm just uncomfortable. It, it was more of a pleading tone. <laughs> yeah, I, was it, did it sound desperate? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, no, no one's plugged your ass in a while. I think that's. I think that's pegging. Is the yes. Uh, Yo, peg me, Michael. No. Yo, peg. It really doesn't convey the whole insult I'm trying to get no across. No peg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even see no how it's an insult. You're asking me to fuck you in the ass. Let's get uh. out of here. All right. While you're being the person demeaned. That's been our show, everybody. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. I do need to get down there with a razor, but no offense to you, Tyler. I <laughs> really do all the manscaping when you're gone, so I can like put my legs up on the sink and like yeah. get a nice Dixie cup yeah. out there with lather and hot water in it, and just really take to the. That's balls fine. And, I mean, it's tank. hard.
How do you deal with the itching when it starts to grow back in? Uh, if you do it enough, you don't get the itching. I mean, you go, you you're saying you go full clean so shave? You have to, well, you have to do it constantly. You then. can't do it when in the it's fr- hot. You can't do it in the front because it'll look like there's been a brush fire in the middle of my body, just yeah. like, based on the nature of the rest of the hair. Yeah. Uh, it, it just it looks like it looks like a place the U.S. dropped the bomb. I'm surprised you do a full shave. No, no, I do the shave back back there, and like I've I've told you, <laughs> what your taints sometimes because what are you shaving your taints? And this for? sucks, and this cannot be the secret sound. Can uh, we please record the show? All right, well, hold on, keep going, and and and, and like when you when you truly shave down there, like in your immaculate, uh huh, you can wear the same underwear for like three weeks. It's fucking awesome. It is awesome. I just however, imagine. However, when you take a shit, like what you don't realize is that like all yeah. that runoff catches in whatever yeah, yeah. man hair is down there. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to do. And when you don't do that, it's like uh, I farted. Like, am I sitting in a puddle of my own shit? No, it is taking a perfect water slide that I created for it and riding up to my balls. And I'm wondering why my girlfriend doesn't want to give me a blowjob. Probably because she doesn't like corn. And like, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to imagine a Tate with five o'clock shadow. Like a, yeah, like a really slick Don Draper. I, I, like, I put a, I put a, I put a Windsor knotted red tie down there. And, like at the end of the day, does it look like? Oh, time to go shave. Uh, yes. That is no fair telling me I can't use that as a secret sound. That is glorious.